1: His concept of hell is like it's everything you would get in heaven, just a shittier version of it. Ha! <laughs> so like, like in heaven, you can have chocolate chip cookies whenever you want. In hell, those chocolate chip cookies might be overbaked. <laughs> you know. Or- oh.
2: <laughs> That's pretty funny.
1: Hey, everybody. This is the Utah Outcast. We are very much uncensored and an unabashedly atheist show coming at you from the great and spacious state of Utah uh, via podcast and YouTube. We strive to bring you some entertaining news you missed, some fun with real audio, and oh, so much more each week. For each topic we find funny, infuriating, or just plain newsworthy, we make sure to consume each with as much skepticism and as much irreverence as legally allowed. The panel for this week's show consists of Kyle Steenblik and Felicia Antwistle. The two Hi! people... The two people I talk to only slightly more than my wife. <laughs> I'm X, and I'll be your host this evening, but before we get started, I have to give thanks to the most badass fans of the show, our sustaining patrons, uh, Robert Jones, Dan Ellis, Lewis Cruz, and with an extra special nod to Danny Lopez, who measures his junk in AUs instead of the micrometer that I have to use all the time. Uh, seriously, folks, it's like an acorn glued to the front of my body. Oh, um, Yeah, I'm sorry, I got my papers. No. I'm overjoyed no, to have all four of these guys as our biggest fans and patrons. I've got great big plans, and you guys are going to help us get them started. Uh, if you wish to consider yourself among our best and brightest, please feel free to do so by visiting our Patreon. Just head to patreon.com slash outcasts. And if you don't own the funds to make it rain on us, uh, but would love to show some support for the show, all we ask is you give us a few seconds of your time and whatever app that you're using to catch us on to leave us a rating, preferably five-star. That'd be great. Or at the very least, to subscribe. Uh, As always, you can find us on various social media as Utah Outcast or just email us mailbag at com. So, what's up, guys? What have you been up to?
3: Gave Dan Ellis a big hug today. Yay!
1: Yeah, I did. I did too.
3: Yeah. Like twice. Aww. So, yeah, we had had the (laughs) Utah barbecue today um, and ice cream social because. Mm -hmm. The original ice cream social was canceled because the weather wasn't very ice creamy, and then it turns out today it wasn't really either.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't we didn't have a whole lot of takers on the ice cream, unfortunately. It was really chilly. It was a little chilly, and apparently it's windy.
3: You... It was yeah, and it was cloudy. So
4: was still know. Had, it was still still a good turnout. We had a lot of fun. We had
3: fun. We had fun for sure. But it yeah. was, uh, and then coming up next. The calendar that I am fully memorized (laughs) and not stalling for is our Adopt-A-Highway on September 24th.
1: (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Uh, For the the podcast, uh, we are very close to breaking 100 subscribers on YouTube. And I know for most channels, that's not a big deal. But it's just one of those arbitrary things that gives me a warm fuzzy. So if you haven't, go and find us and subscribe uh we've received quite a few rep- reputable people subscribing to us lately like the guys from the the brainstorm podcast they're a good show so go check mm-hmm. them out and while we're talking about other shows if you wanted to go give a listen to felicia's appearance on waiting for wrath uh i listened and it's always a good time there good episode and we do need to get jen on the show we need to get yeah, i to love her
4: on. yes we do uh oh,
1: i happen oh. to i happen to co-host on the godless revolution this week uh which should be available as you guys are hearing this i would say um But I do need to apologize to Dan and Ryan for completely blueberrying their show. (laughs) Like we do. I don't know what you're
3: talking about. I didn't do that on Waiting for Wrath at all.
1: Well, whenever (laughs) we get a chance to be in front of the mic and not have to do notes or anything like that, we just kind of let it go full stream of consciousness. And Kyle remembers how bad that can be for me sometimes. Um,
4: I do. (laughs) I do. And I'm very happy to report I didn't really blueberry too many of my panels at Salt Lake Comic Con. <laughs> um but I did kind of break my Dr Who panel. <laughs> you nice, broke it <laughs> with, with with just a couple minutes. There were only a couple minutes at the end, but at that point yeah, there was nowhere to go.
1: Well, we did get a five-star review on iTunes from uh Infotech RN. Nice. And he says, "I'm 5 minutes in and I'm hooked." Five stars.
4: Oh, that's uh,
5: awesome. Yeah. I
1: love that. Yeah. We're <laughs> so- like
4: fucking opium
1: yeah we'll get to that first hit in five minutes he might want to wait past the intro I mean, <laughs>
4: yeah. that intro is so good it's like fucking crack man i don't
1: know.
3: You, you know what you know within the first few minutes whether, whether you're gonna like a you. podcast yeah, to- yeah. Totally. whether this is gonna be a good time or a waste of 10 minutes
1: yeah i've listened to unfortunately to some podcasts where i listened to the first minute to i like get to the point i was like sex <gasps> oh <gasps> <laughs> I've only had, like, one partner, so I don't know what you're going about. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Well,
5: let me tell you.
3: Sometimes you get going, and you're like, this is good. Okay, let's just wrap it up.
1: I'm not into this right now. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I'm not into the intro anymore. Let's go ahead and cut to our first segment. And fans know what's coming, but for the rest of you, it's time for... you missed, and what a better way to start our show each week than to plunge headfirst into the news that networks probably didn't want to pick up. Or if they did, you know, they wouldn't come at it with our bias, and so the first one that we have up here is Mother Teresa's Sainthood. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I-, I don't care. Fuck that fucking con. Yep, so as we're recording this, it's the 4th of September. She was canonized today.
3: Um You know, it sounds about right, actually. Yeah.
1: Yeah, just I want everybody. I'm bringing this up because I want everybody to keep in mind how fucking evil this woman was. She
4: <laughs> was Seriously. a bitch. Seriously. No, well, not only was she a bitch, but she was a fucking atheist, which makes her even worse. Yeah, she wasn't even she a didn't good even one. She didn't
3: even believe it. She just thought suffering yeah. brought people closer to God internally. She didn't even believe there was a God. She's just like, nope, no medicine for you dying assholes. You're gonna believe in God because it's good for you, I
4: guess. She just really, really, really hoped there was, but really didn't
1: think there was. And just to remind people of the horrible shit that she she did to people, uh, there was a profile uh, uh, published in the New York Times by Dr. Arup Chatterjee, who was a very vocal critic of Mother Teresa, who argues that her reputation as a humanitarian, (laughs) that's fucking hilarious in what was once called Calcutta is completely overblown because over the hundreds of hours of research that he did with this stuff, he found that there was a cult of suffering in the homes ran by the mother Teresa organization, uh, the missionaries of charity that had not only children tied to beds and little to little to comfort dying patients, but aspirin, that's all they had to help people feel better
5: oh yeah fucking aspirin
1: yep and he it said works that, so well so mother Teresa took her adherence to frugality and simplicity in her work to the extremes like allowing the practice of oh i don't know reusing hypodermic needles <laughs> <gasps> hey hygiene and tolerating primitive facilities that required patients to defecate in front of one another yay privacy yay that's a that's ch- missionaries of charity for you there
4: God. That's some like I'm, rape level shit. Yeah, it's awesome. People gave her so much money that which she just
1: funneled back to the fucking church. Where, yeah.
3: Guess what? Guess what? This is par for the course of the Catholic Church. Of course, mm-hmm. she's a saint. Of course, she absolutely deserves sainthood. No kidding. Like, you think the saints were good people? No, by and large, they were made up, pay- they were stolen from pagan gods.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. Well, and then the West. ones that were
4: real were usually terrible, horrible people. Yeah, but they made a lot of money for the
1: church.
4: Didn't they, though? I know. <laughs> yes, though.
2: Yeah,
1: I really wish I knew um, what the hell the the saint named after me is, is known for. Saint Christopher isn't he the, like the the travel one? Like isn't that the one that people put in their fucking cars and shit like that?
5: I don't know.
3: There was Saint Alicia, and she was like a saint of something totally benign and definitely stolen as a pagan god. Definitely, that <laughs> was definitely. I wasn't named for her. My mom just thought Felicia was a good name because it meant happy or lucky. So.
1: so I just wanted to bring it up to the collective consciousness that this this horrible fucking woman was was v- venerated today. Everybody's going to celebrate and pray to her and all this other fun shit. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and pray to fucking Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. It's going to get you the same fucking result. You know? <laughs> uh,
4: Except that
1: game is a lot harder on you than M- Mother Teresa ever was. God damn.
4: Well, I don't know. She
1: was pretty brutal. I know, but I got cheat codes. Yeah, you know what? She would actually fucking kill you. Mike Tyson just knocks you down until they declare a knockout. So.
4: <laughs> no kidding. Unless you, unless you realize, unless you figure out the, the correct pattern to beat Mike Tyson. Yeah. Which is, re- oh, try to see if I can remember it. Which, was, which apparently like, you was watch
1: like, the people in the background, they give away clues. Ooh. Yeah, they do.
4: They do. <laughs> Nerds! Yeah, Nerds! It was, yeah, it was like left, left, right, jab, left, left, right, jab, right, right, left
1: uppercut and i want to remind people out there that both kyle and i do have children so there is hope for you out there people <laughs> all, all right, right. right let's get back to the news uh how about that you remember the uh the christian charity we talked about ad nauseum uh, for a really fucking long time last week the ones that don't like money the ones that don't like atheist money <laughs> well <laughs> it got even fucking worse as we, after oh, we did geez. the recording okay okay Okay, so Matt Wilborn, uh, to remind people of the, the thing that we're talking about here, the Oklahoma atheist who tried to donate a shitload of money to the Murrow Indian Children's Home on the bat, behalf of the Muskegee uh, atheist community, which he and his wife co-founded. Uh, his generosity was rejected by the Baptist people there because they said it uh, goes against everything that they believe. Well, their uh, GoFundMe ended their funding at like $28,000. They said, no, okay, that's that's it, guys. We don't need to take any more. We, we've made a, made our point. So he ended up taking the 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 lion's share of it because they said they weren't going to take it. And he donated like twenty three grand to the uh, Camp Quest in Oklahoma, which is really fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that left about five thousand one hundred and six dollars and forty seven cents. So the mm-hmm. so he's going to donate five thousand plus the one hundred that he initially wanted to donate. And plus, like, the $6.47 that it took for them to send the money back to him certified mail. (laughs) So he's going (laughs) to donate that back to him because, like, look, you guys don't have the money to do this shit. And if they wouldn't give the group credit, fine. They would just donate the money anonymously. And the church still says no. How? (laughs) They just still said no. So... The children's home were, were, uh, you know, not going to get any help from these people. So what uh, Matt was going to do, he said that, uh, I tried to call the, the water company and the electric company and, and have their bills paid in the amount of $5,106. But those companies both said that I have to have their account number, which I don't have. And so he's waving a white flag and that didn't really work. So he said that he was going to, um, he was going to give it to a local church for them to donate to the the group home. Like some father or some Catholic guy in town was going to take the money and donate it to that the charity. And they still said, No, we would know where the money came from. We can't do that.
3: Oh, why? Why? Atheist dollars spend the same.
1: Yep. And yes. here's the here's oh, the real the comedy. The real comedy behind the whole thing is that uh about two days ago the the Murrow Indian children's home Came up with a post on their Facebook saying the, the one of the staffers posted on Facebook about how the group could really use some money. Cheer. but they won't take the atheist money, you know. So this is the post that they, they wrote up there. It says, "To all my amazing friends, as most of you know, I am working at the social sur- as social service rep for the Children's Home in Oklahoma. We are a faith based nonprofit organization that relies solely on private donors and our annual Powell. Excuse me." This is our only fundraising event of the year. It will be on October 1st, starting at 2 p.m. at the Bacon Student Life Center. We are extremely behind on funds and donated items for our silent auction this year. We are also short on vendors. I'm asking for y'all to just consider donating something, anything, even just sharing this post that someone else could see it and would be greatly appreciated. Blah, 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 blah. Thank you and God bless all that fun stuff. So I I know a guy that was willing to give you guys $5,000. <laughs> And so, Uh,
3: this is not chump change, man.
1: And so, no,
4: it's not, not at all.
1: uh, The guy that was going to, I mean, to any nonprofit, fuck five grand is a lot,
4: man. Yeah. Yeah, it
1: is. So, what he said he was going to do, he's like, you know what? Uh, I'm just going to take the 5,000 out and I'm going to just donate it in random packets and places and donation centers and stuff that I know are where you guys pick stuff up from. And he's just going to kind of go overboard about it. And so, another atheist found a way. To give the money to the charity that refused the donations from the godless. Uh his name is Jonathan, they didn't give a last name, but he posted a screenshot uh about him being able to give money via PayPal because they have a PayPal donation link. There it is. Mm-hmm. And to earmark it to let them know that you are an atheist sending them money. If you if you are so inclined to donate to these fucking assholes. <laughs> just uh donate six dollars and sixty-six cents. <laughs> Because oh. that's funny. Because
4: <laughs> oh, that's funny, and then they have to pay to send it back if they don't want it. Yep. Yep. God yeah. Damn, you God damn those guys. God, Really,
3: I just well, don't get it, man. Like, if their mission is to actually do good, they're why? they're
4: they're failing yeah. their mission quite spectacularly. That's so fucked up.
3: <laughs> I don't know why they're still insisting on giving them the money and not finding a charity. Like or founding their own charity at this point, it's their own nonprofit a
4: Principle.
1: <laughs> well, uh, I mean, twenty three grand went to Camp Quest, so that's cool. But it, yeah, he kept that yeah. little chunk to go. Here, you guys go. I'm going to dangle this in front of you a little bit.
4: Well, I think it's. I think it's more the. I think it's more the fact that this group of kids needs the money. Yeah, they need it.
1: Well, the the guy Matt, he knows about the home. He knows that they need the money and he had helped in years past because the company that he works for would print up like charity flyers and stuff for the event that they were doing and they said no that year. So he's like, look, I'm going to help you guys out. But no, no, you can't possibly fucking do that because you're an atheist oh. and you're just wrong. <laughs> so let's talk about something good. Let's talk about something great that's going to make everybody out in the, in the crowd happy. Uh, Bill Nye has got a new show coming out. Yeah,
5: he does. Phil, Phil, Phil. On Bill.
1: Netflix. And it's going to uh, be a talk show like uh, John Oliver. Uh, oh,
3: I'm so happy. I'm so happy.
4: <laughs> Excuse me a second. <sighs> <laughs> okay.
1: would be like... Mm. I'm so excited. No. <laughs> exactly.
3: It is, it... Yes.
1: So he's going to focus on different scientific topics each week, and uh, it's going to be called "Bill Nye Saves the World,"
4: which I hope
1: I hope he does.
4: Oh, yes! Oh, and That's it's
1: sick. really the it's the first show that he's done since Bill Nye the Science Guy, which yeah. stands up the fucking test of time. That's a I it still does. watch that. I had I yes. had uh,
5: well with really
3: watching it, it was fun.
4: Yeah, with you know, tiny little asterisks here and there where you
1: things know things have changed.
4: Science <laughs> has changed just a little bit. I really wish he would produce an, you know, an annotated
1: <laughs> science where guy. he stops himself talking well, and he just walks large, out. He's yeah. like, "No, nope, that's yeah, not right just anymore."
4: Release it. Go. Ooh, hey, guess
3: what? <laughs> by and large, though, the science is by and large, yeah. It's it's well, it's, it's largely generalized because it's for kids, yeah. and so it's really the principles of the matter that stand up, mm-hmm. you know, and the 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 teaching of scientific thinking. Yeah. That well, between has.
1: between him and Beekman's world, he obviously oh, had the God. better show. God. <laughs> Yeah, I'd love for Bill Nye to fact check Beakman's World. <laughs> I like Beakman's World, but it's I'm just saying it was better like, because no, it wasn't just... it wasn't as dumb. It didn't have a guy in a rat suit
4: and ah, <laughs> fucking Beakman's World. God damn it! I never watched it. Oh, oh man. You
1: if you want, never... if you want to feel the '90s all over again, watch that because it is so based in the '90s. Uh, <laughs> I don't
3: know. Bill Nye did have. I suppose
1: Bill Nye. Yeah. Yeah.
4: But yeah, no, the like, like the science geek. Battle of the '90s was Beekman's World versus Bill Nye.
1: <laughs> it was great, though. What a great time to be a kid! And then you'd watch Carmen Sandiego and learn your geography. I love Fucking Carmen, great.
4: San Diego! <laughs> <axelotrothraff> but, Carmen Sandiego. But I actually remember having the argument between with my with my friends versus the the Beekman's World versus Bill Nye fight with my friends <laughs> in elementary <laughs> school. Well, no, it wasn't quite, ele- yeah, it was, it was elementary school. Yeah. <laughs> trying to remember. It was 92. So it was the tail end of my elementary,
1: elementary school. school. So yeah. Bill Nye says, since the start of the science guy, I've been on a mission to change the world by getting people everywhere excited about the fundamental ideas of science. Today, I'm excited to be working with Netflix on a new show where we'll discuss the complex scientific issues facing us today. <clears throat> climate change. And with episodes on vaccinations, genetically modified foods, and climate change. So oh, with- and
3: genetically modified foods, he changed his position. Oh, oh!
1: Because he's a good scientist.
3: He is.
1: <laughs> and he's was a skeptic.
3: And then he learned about them, and then he went, they're cool, yo.
1: They're helping people not <laughs> die of sunlight in these countries because they can't get the vitamin D that they need. Oh, and-
3: so great. Yay.
1: Google golden rice, people. It's a golden fucking rice. great GMO. Amazing GMO.
3: Or Norman Borlaug.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or just, you know, Ray Comfort's banana. How about that one? (laughs) Because we wouldn't have those delicious bananas that have the PLU code 4011 if it wasn't for fucking moderns, if it wasn't for people cultivating and genetically modifying those fuckers.
4: Except
3: for genetic modification comes with less risk of transferring damaging genes that could be
4: poisonous. But it's been perfectly engineered to fit in your hand. It fits in
1: your hand, and you peel it, and I'm like, you're
6: peeling it the wrong way, you fucking charlatan.
3: (laughs) And also, it didn't just happen that way. People mess with motherfucker.
1: (laughs) You peel it at the bananas. You don't (laughs) peel it at the top. That's how you squish your banana. You peel it at the bottom, and you get that little black fucking thing that will throw it away.
3: I don't like
4: bananas. I see it for mushrooms anyway. I oh. know, and they perfect. They they overlook the fact that it's been perfectly engineered to fit a condom <laughs> and hit the G spot.
1: <laughs> yeah, the amazing atheist knows all about that one. <laughs> oh, Felicia's not in the know on that one. Nope. <laughs> well, Felicia, let me explain something to you real quick. He he made a video that of him putting a banana up his ass, and it got all over the internet. And yeah, I'm not one to shame anybody for having sort of fetishes and stuff like that, but <laughs> the fact is, like, he's trying to put himself out there as like I'm this crusader against this, that, and the other thing. And like, there's a video of him pouring hot oil on his balls. There's him shoving a banana up his ass. And okay, all this other
3: I want to. I want st- to. I want to tell people first of all, um, bananas are not safe to go in any orifice. Orifice. orifice because well, that's, that's, what the,
4: that's what the condoms for.
3: Oh, okay. Whoa, 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 uh, second, whoa, whoa. it should never go in the ass because it does not have a beveled end and you can lose things in there. Okay? People, this is why only very specific things go
4: in the anus. They have a beveled end.
1: That's why but butt plugs just, usually have a base to them. <laughs>
4: just, okay. Just tie a string to the end of the banana first. No! <laughs> you can... I'm oh.
2: okay.
3: surprised how
1: quickly your ass eats things. <laughs>
3: Bill Nye you
4: guys yeah. sorry Bill Nye <laughs> <laughs> bananas you know. yay Bill Nye to... I'm padding
1: for time we only got a couple more little news segments so.
4: god damn it
1: so yeah. Bill Nye hopes that th- this will help spread more scientific literacy to older the older audience helping debunk the anti-vaccine anti-GMO and climate denial movements so Good. I'm I'm happy it's going to be out in 2017 don't know exactly when but the way Netflix rolls, I love the fact that they put out every fucking episode like immediately.
3: Yeah, or they could do a weekly one like they've done with Chelsea Handler. Yeah, that's true.
4: Oh,
3: I didn't yeah, Yeah,
4: that. they do. They do. They
3: do. Yeah. So he could be doing, he could be addressing new episodes every week too, which would also be good. So.
1: And I like the fact he could probably cuss if he wants to. Yes, he can. I love
3: it when Bill oh. Nye says that's fucking stupid. <laughs>
1: it's
4: like,
3: I know.
1: Ah. Makes me want to
4: shove a banana up <laughs> my <laughs>
1: okay so i found a uh a newsletter from the free uh, freedom from religion foundation and it's uh, an update to all you militant atheists out there what they're currently doing and this isn't sponsored by them or anything i just thought maybe people would like to know where the current battleground is drawn right now between you know states and our atheist movement there is a recalcitrant department head that's a long word <laughs> for stubborn <laughs> Uh, for a guy who has taken up a good amount of our, of the time of the FFRF is uh, the head of Arizona's Department of Economic Security. Uh, they sent him a letter, his name is Tim Jeffries, to uh, all department employees about his membership in a Roman Catholic religious order, the Order of Malta.
5: That sounds fuck creepy. That
1: uh, he was soliciting messages for them to take a prominent pilgrimage site, Lourdes, in France. Uh, the state of Arizona responded a few weeks later contending that Jeffries had done nothing wrong.
4: Uh, I would disagree with that.
1: Uh, I've yelled at more than one person for sending out you know, and God bless you on their government emails. Mm -hmm. Uh, Stop that. Stop Stop it right now. (laughs) Stop (laughs) it. I know you mean well with it, but no. No.
3: Do they they mean well or do they mean I'm more righteous than you?
1: I'm going to lord it over you. Yep. (laughs) Mm. So they, they had a victory this week, when they caused a religious club to be dis- disbanded at a California elementary school, oh, good. Club Monarch, an after-school Bible club, was run in part by teachers. Let that sink in there for a second, guys. This was done at an elementary school by teachers, and was routinely given preferential treatment at Mariposa Elementary School in Brea, California. <sighs> So, they sent out an open records request, including more than 2,500 pages of emails about Club Monarch going back only two years. Two years, and there's 2,500 emails about this.
4: God damn. Okay. That's so a lot they, of emails.
1: they wrote a letter in May, and the school district finally did listen, and I'm glad that they've changed their heart. Because, fuck, I can't believe <laughs> that it would be run by teachers. No. Yeah. But you gotta
3: That's... get them young. You gotta get, it. You gotta, gotta get them young, because <laughs> if they die as children, then they burn in hell. Because, you know, loving God.
1: And let's see, Kentucky's in the news again. Yay. Shocking. (laughs) No, funny, funny side story. I have a friend that lives in Kentucky and he tried to go to the Ark experience yesterday. (laughs) And when he pulled up to it, like it was closed. He's like, I'm having one of those Clark Griswold moments right now. For those young people out there, go watch Vacation for that reference. But uh, he pulled up poor, to it, and it was closed, was and he's kid. like, motherfucker! Like, he, he filmed himself screaming at the gate. <laughs> it was <a> <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Kentucky. Uh, they asked a Kentucky Cal- Clown- uh, county clerk to get rid of a ugly Ten Commandments painting prominently displayed in her office. The painting said, God spoke these words, and includes a modern and revised list of the Ten Commandments. Oh! Wait, what's this revised list look like? Hang on, I'm going to click this link because I don't know what well, Let's see what How could you revise the 10 commandments? I mean, I don't
4: know, get rid of the crappy ones and put things in like don't rape. You no, know, slaves don't, are bad. Yeah, don't don't enslave oh, people. Oh, it's just,
1: you know, it's just a um, reworded kind of thing. So it's oh, like Oh, fuck. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not commit adultery. <laughs> And it's a really ugly painting. <laughs> God. There is no God before me. Uh, that is a petty fucking deity. Let me tell you what right there. Seriously? That's number one. That is number one. <laughs> uh, so let's see. There was a couple one of months of ago.
3: One of them, it, it actually says your God is a jealous God. Like that's actually <laughs> like in the Ten Commandments. It's just usually like cut out. Yeah. But, like the yeah. whole commandment actually says your God is a jealous God. And you know creator of the universe, <laughs> super jelly, yo.
1: Jealous, but super the thing jelly. is like jealous
4: also, of what also <laughs> also, acknowledge, also acknowledging that there are other gods.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm. <laughs> You know, there's that whole story of Baal in the Bible where, you know, the God, God believers kind of come out looking like assholes and the Baal believers were actually righteous in their beliefs. <laughs> but then there's other people that said, oh, Baal was just another name for God back then. No, Fuck your Old Testament bullshit and Jewish apologetics bullshit. Ugh. Yeah. You know, I read a lot of Christian apologetics and Mormon apologetics, but when you get into like other religion apologetics, it fucking hurts my head sometimes. <laughs> Okay, so they asked her to take it down a couple months ago and they've refused. Mm. And a couple of months ago, the, the organization took a local judicial, judicial official, uh, took on a local, local judicial official for his refusal to marry a non religious couple. So Kentucky is just full of winners. Let me tell you what. Go Kentucky! And finally, uh-huh. in Texas. Uh the and the FFRF editorializes here (laughs) saying that there's this is another state that keeps our hands full. (laughs) (laughs) They've requested a Texas county to end, once and for all, the practice of opening its meetings with a prayer. In July, they contacted the county regarding a newly instituted policy of inviting members of the public to deliver invocations. A local atheist made several requests to give a secular invocation and the FFRF had urged the county either to be inclusive or to end the practice with invocations at its meetings. Rather than take their advice, the county reverted to the practice of opening sessions with a Christian prayer by county commissioners. Uh. So, include everybody or drop it. And they didn't want to include everybody, so now they better drop it or lawsuit. I'm so glad all of these state commissions have all this extra fucking money just sitting around blows my fucking mind <sighs>
5: okay.
1: don't you have better things to spend your fucking money on like you know educating your kids or you taking care think? of your constituents or nope, nope. nope. We're, we're just going to waste it on god because he's so fucking important we anyway need that's, a, that's a good enough time for us to go ahead and drop everything and jump to our next segment we will be right back this is the Utah Outcast you got Kyle, X, and Felicia we'll be right back
6: hi this is Dan, Ryan, and Matt with the Godless Revolution podcast, we've had a lot of great guests on this show. Such as Russell Glasser, Dan Errol, Brian Fields, David Silverman, Doug Messner, a.k.a. Lucian Greaves, and Joey Kirkman, whom we love a lot. We've also
5: had a lot of really cool local guests. We're a podcast that likes to fight for the separation of church from state and
6: against anti-skepticism of all kinds. You should give us a listen, because if you don't, you're going to be really sad. Make your ears happy.
1: Listen to the Godless Revolution podcast, and we're back. And this is going to be the the return of the atheist decalogue. I mean, it's probably not completely atheist. We just call it the decalogue because it gives us an excuse to do a top ten and to you know publish this on YouTube. And you know, everybody likes a good top ten because it makes people fucking argue for some reason. <laughs> and the last time that we did the top ten, we did the uh, and Felicia wasn't here for it. We did the Black Lives Matter top ten. You know, hey. hey. No, hey, it would have been. W- you would have loved to have been that one. You would have loved to have been here I on that have, one. I really would have. It heard. was a good one because and, well, the ten I, things uh, they're asking for were sensible, and people yeah. are like that. Black Lives Matter. They're a terrorist organization.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it was good in the no. sense that it was a good, solid list. It wasn't good in the sense that it was anything we could argue about.
1: But we're going to argue this week because yeah, uh, we Comic Con just happened, and. I don't know. I find myself watching a lot more sci-fi, and you know, it, it, potential futures and fun stuff like that. With with being an atheist, especially because we we tend to pay attention to the science a lot more, and so science fiction is not only gives us a glimpse of humanism in the future, but it also gives us a chance to see us putting human traits into aliens, which is kind of fucking funny and weird to think about because. All the aliens in Star Trek really just have different eyebrows and stuff like that.
2: <laughs>
3: heads.
1: Like, they're never quite alien-alien, so...
3: I love how in Next Gen they actually, like, explain that at one point.
1: Oh, yeah, the panspermia thing. Yeah, there it
3: is.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, with, uh, with this is made with no consensus with everybody else. This is completely X doing this show, doing this whole fucking top ten. And I made a top ten, and we're going to argue about it. We're going to talk about things. So, we're going to talk about the top ten... Science fiction series. uh This is merely the opinion of me, the writer. I bring it to you to have it challenged, and please let us know. Whoa, was that? Hard? Was that a hard shot, Felicia?
5: <laughs> it was a. It's a sixty percent
3: alcohol. So.
1: Ooh man, we're gonna get blueberryed in a couple. Oh boy. <laughs> okay, yeah, so in in my particular order, number ten on the the list of science fiction, Firefly. Okay. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of people that are going to say, "Oh, well, how come isn't fucking higher on the list?" And you know,
4: well, no, because it wasn't a
1: very long series.
3: And I think I really, and you know what? That's not its fault. But the thing is no. that since we couldn't explore the universe more, yeah, it just can't make top.
1: No. Well, and I, the the story I love telling everybody about me and Firefly is that everybody's talking about Firefly, Firefly, Firefly. And they're like, oh, Serenity's coming out. You should watch Serenity because you would like it. And I started watching it and I'm like, I have no idea who any of these people are.
3: Right? That was what (laughs) happened to me. I'm like,
1: why the fuck should I I care about these people?
3: (laughs) i then, years later. I went back and watched the show and then Serenity. I'm like, it was good.
1: That was a good show. But at the same time, like I didn't and spoilers. I mean, if you really fucking need to know spoilers, when Wash died, (laughs) I was like, okay, he's the pilot. (laughs) I'm like, I don't get why that's such a big deal. And then you watch the show, and you're like, "Oh, because he's a really fucking good pilot, you know, and he saved their ass a lot of times."
4: And he's a cute character. He was an awesome character. He really, really was.
1: Let's not forget that he's an amazing fucking voice actor too.
4: Alan Tudyk is an amazing person.
1: He really is. I mean, watch Wreck It Ralph again, people. That's the voice of King Candy.
4: Well, what the shit? Yeah, yeah, I know he he is. And and. Rogue One, Rogue One, Rogue One. Oh, yeah, he's playing
1: the voice of the droid, isn't he? <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
5: cannot wait, cannot wait,
4: cannot oh, wait. God damn it. Okay, <laughs> hold on. We'll, I'll blueberry that in a break.
1: <laughs> so, anyway, this, like I said, it had a small spattering of episodes, and when I went back to watch the episodes, I was kind of let down, because I, I realized that none of the mortal danger these people were in on the show ever really meant anything. <laughs> Because I'm like, oh, he makes it to the movie. He's fine. <laughs> so that's probably my fault. But I mean, this movie had uh the movie uh Serenity had uh Chuatel Egyaphor before he became too awesome to contain. I mean, he was a great villain on Serenity. I thought he did a really good job. And you know, please realize that if it's hitting number ten on this list that I have I have a lot of other shows to back up ahead of it. So yeah. number nine, Red Dwarf.
3: Oh God, I love Red yep. Dwarf. It's so underappreciated.
1: And for people that are living in Utah, I don't know if it's this way in most other states, but um, I used to watch PBS on the weekends, and they would do a lot of uh, they would do a lot of showings where they would show stuff like Red Dwarf and the Red Green Show. You know, British oh, yeah. comedies, com- Canadian shows, and stuff like that yeah i mean yeah i watched the whole run of alo alo which is fucking brilliant fucking tv yes. show but <laughs> yeah yes, uh, but absolutely. like on saturday nights it was red dwarf and you okay. know you get introduced to these characters you know cat which is just a hyper evolved feline
3: yes. <laughs> That's, cat's still my favorite from that and then the, then i went and watched uh oh my god what it blade 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 mm-hmm. you know yeah, half vampire half human. He kills yeah. vampires. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and Dan then Walker. there's cat there, and I'm like, it's cat, cat.
1: cat! <laughs> Wait, he was on that which which Blade yeah. movie? Yeah, he was.
3: Yeah, the, the he first was, one. He was just like, really? Just, yeah, he was kind oh. of just like a background guy. And yeah, then he, then uh, oh fuck,
1: brought, I gotta go back and watch it now. <laughs>
3: yeah, but then William put on Tomb Raider the first one and then i was like it's rimmer <laughs> <laughs> arnold,
1: arnold j rimmer arnold,
3: arnold, arnold rimmer man <laughs>
1: but the the yeah. fucking characters that they had on that show were just you only had you could make a show with four characters and yeah just, it was amazing and cheap so sets cool. cheap setup cheap cg like- and it's still going. <laughs> yeah, they're coming and back with another still season. Still going.
4: <laughs> well, and and like
3: they dealt, they dealt with such like weird existential issues. Like if you, <laughs> if you had to be judged for your life, you had to be judged
1: by, your by yourself. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, oh man!
3: <laughs> and they did it with like.
1: Two Cat got judged by that. himself. He's like, "Yeah, you're awesome, buddy." He's like, "I know, am I?" <laughs> <laughs> I am awesome.
3: <laughs> Cat totally passes.
1: <laughs> and Rimmer shows up and he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> or the fact, I mean, okay, so you, you watch the, the TV show and that's really good. But uh, I don't know how many people out there actually read the books that the show was based off of. And it
3: was a Red Dwarf series.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, there is. they oh, well, a series of books. They are as good as the Douglas Adams books.
3: Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: So, I mean. Red. I love me some hitchhikers, but I started with red Dwarf first and God damn what a great book series that is because I mean the whole better than life, you know, segment that you get on the TV show where they're stuck in the virtual reality thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, the fuck is his name? Lister is stuck. He's living in the town from it's a wonderful life. Oh shit. Yeah. He's, he's the main character from that. You know, the, One that runs the bank. Can we give some credit uh to
3: Red Dwarf? The leading character was a black man with dreadlocks. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Oh, and it's so much more when you hear his backstory. Oh my god. Uh, Well, like reading seriously. If you're a fan of Red Dwarf at all, go read the fucking books because it makes it it fills you in on a lot more stuff. Like and like the funny shit that happens. Like the the fact that Rimmer died from you know his died on the ship when everybody got blasted by the nuclear explosion that happened on the ship that killed all life or whatever it was yeah the reason he died is because he wouldn't stop trying to shoot the like hand you know paper towel from washing his hands into the garbage can in the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) and he missed like 23 times in a row and the author's like, if you would have stopped at like 19 or 20, you could have got back to, his, to this place at the right time. But no, he missed it because he was such a fucking vain person. <laughs> and he gives you the gazpacho soup story. Oh, man. I fucking God, love Red Dwarf. So
3: great. So great. And then he loves Vindaloo, which is a great choice. Mr. Mm-hmm. Loves Vindaloo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't so number
1: eight. <laughs> number eight. Futurama. Yes. Yeah. I am a Simpsons guy. I've always been a Simpsons guy. You know, it came out when I was fucking nine years old and it's still running. <laughs> and so when they told me they were going to be doing a, you know, more adultish kind of sci-fi oh oh, yeah. storyline, I was like, Oh, I'll have to watch this. Death no, by Snoo Snoo, okay. Zap okay. Brannigan, okay. my favorite character of all oh fucking time God. that they created on the show was Hedonism Bot. Mm-hmm. So I'm ta- getting that tattooed someday. I really, really. am.
4: <laughs> if you haven't seen it, Billy West read a <gasps> a whole collection of um Donald Trump of Donald Trump quotes as Zap <laughs> Branigan. It was too and perfect. They are per. It is perfect. It is too perfect. <laughs> I'm Zap Branigan. Brilliant. <laughs> and if you can, if you can find the YouTube, find it. <laughs> Sorry, Car- Carly in the background. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, there were so many things so about bad. this show that he worked was, for one
3: me. One of my favorite Zappart Brannigan jokes is, I suffer from a sexy learning disorder. What is it again, Kiff? <laughs> <laughs> Sex-
1: That's awesome.
5: <laughs> Sexlexia.
4: No,
1: I'm serious. And just Kiff every time was just like.
4: You, you need to take a break right now and go find <laughs> that YouTube and play it. We'll
3: play it for the Patriot, uh, Patreons it, in the break.
1: break. Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah for the Patreons in the break.
3: <laughs> Cause it's so good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, we don't need to say too much more because that show went eight seasons. <laughs> it's, it's sad that it ended. I mean, we got a couple it, of movies out of it, but.
3: They like actually like collaborated with PhD scientists for their Gosh, for the they, show.
4: It was it's such a good show. God I love damn. it. I love it so much. I'm so sad that it's gone again. I am
1: Lur from Planet Percy I Omicron 8.
3: <laughs> and Leela, come on.
5: <laughs> they
1: wanted to cut Fry's dick off. To- <laughs> <laughs> Oh. A I loved it. Horn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so number seven, uh Battlestar Galactica. New one. The new one, yes. Not the oh, yeah. not the oldest shit one. No. Love. No, that one, we don't speak of that one in, in, you in, in our community.
4: <laughs> you no, know, I'm 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 gonna have to take issue with that one because I okay. think it was a shit series.
5: Oh, no way. <laughs>
4: yeah. No yeah, it, it was. In what way? The story was Shit. it it was it was an awful story
3: but the characters
4: <laughs> the characters were one but the interpersonal drama characters <laughs> were okay
3: and then they played all along the watchtower that's a really <laughs> good song
4: okay if if you only watched a portion of the show if you only watched you know it's like a single season it was really good
3: or or if or you, you can the watch the whole thing And then, every time you see a character from that that was a Cylon, you yell at the TV every time they're in another
4: show and yell, Cylon! (laughs) Yes. But they were, like, all fucking Cylons. And then the whole thing just ended. That was the point. They were all
1: Cylons.
5: (laughs) It was so good.
4: (laughs) It was.
1: They were all descended Uh from another race that created Cylons that became flesh and... (laughs) God, was, Come on, I Lucy Lawless was fucking amazing. Lucy in that.
3: Lawless, oh, I love her. She's still. Or, awesome. the
1: guy that played uh, the backup was, guy on Quantum Leap, I can't remember his fucking name.
3: But <laughs> I'm so Mormon, though. <laughs> I love an imperfect female heroine. I love. Oh man, Starbuck
1: heroine. is a lady. Oh. Everybody loved that character. <laughs> oh, she was
3: so good, and she was she was complex, and she was.
1: And she didn't give two fucks. I love no, she them. was an
3: imperfect character. She was an imperfect heroine. And and I mean, you you we, we've seen it in men like we've we've had our heroes and our anti-heroes. We have an imperfect heroes. But so often when you get a female hero, they're like saints like they're you they're either your Madonna or your whore. Right. That's your female hero. Yeah. No, she was an imperfect hero. And she was awesome because I don't know. I, I didn't know if you guys knew this. But turns out women are imperfect.
4: Yeah, how about that? I'm 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 sorry, but all I can hear right now is 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 my wife in the background yelling. Are you talking about Battlestar Galactica? That series <laughs> sucked, donkey balls.
3: <laughs> I loved it, Carly. <laughs> I loved it.
1: I mean, when I was, <laughs> you got to re- realize the time when it came out was middle of the fucking Bush Bush presidency. Get a microphone and headphones if you're going to join the show. God damn it. <laughs>
3: Seriously. You're welcome to join the show, but get on the mic.
1: <laughs> so anyway, I like the, the initial setup of, you know, uh, Baltar, uh, who had, who lit his lust and love, compromised the entire fate of humanity, you know, culminating in the history repeats itself storyline. And, you know, I just I, I love the fact that it led us to the final five thing. And it was a tease. And it was made. To, oh, shit. She joined I, us. Hey, I, I, it's Carly.
7: It. I've been summoned. Yes, tell us why Battlestar Galactica sucked.
5: I hated the Cylons. I I hated. The robot the, ones or the human ones? Where is the distinction? Boom! There it is! Yes! <laughs> That's where the point.
7: Where is the distinction? You're there going, is it. Along, <sighs> going along, and okay, they're all human and they hate the Cylons, and then suddenly, boom, they're all Cylons! And you go back into the past, and they are reincarnated from some mystical past.
3: I think it was more of a metaphor for that history can repeat itself. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> so say we all.
7: I, I can't stand that series. I've watched the original. I've watched the secondary series. I hate it.
1: I love the them being on the one shitty planet that they chose to settle on.
3: Oh God, that was a good one. And, and
1: it became a whole an- like analog to the Bush administration and the shit that was going on, with like yes, Gitmo. And
7: yes, <laughs> oh. it makes me crazy that they are some kind of mystical source species. No, it's not mystical. That's the get. That's the that's the getcha part. It's not mystical. No, it's not mystical. But they they travel and they come back to Earth, and somehow they are the source of humanity. I hate that show. I
2: love that they
3: they tackle (laughs) complex issues, like, uh, what about abortion, when we only have just enough people to keep us genetically variant? (laughs) Like...
7: (laughs) (laughs) Those are complex issues. When you're dealing with something where, okay, you have a choice between maintaining a species, you're maintaining humanity, or... Human civil liberties, where's the line? Yeah, yeah
3: it's, it's, it, that's a great issue to tackle. So instead of looking, so for me, it was not necessarily the overarching issues. It was the metaphor. It was the, it get,
1: was the week to week, you know, how are we going to survive? You know, people being stuck in a caste system because, you know, people that worked on the factory ships have to work on the factory ships and continue to do so. How do we, underneath do the protest dist- and they have to get, they get martial law on their ass. And
3: yeah, how do we truly distinguish us, the us from them? How do we truly distinguish the other and the enemy and the ally and and where does that where is that line drawn and can we distinguish the enemy from ally based on series uh, based on the consequence of birth?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think we need to rewatch it. That'd be fun.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, Carly's not down.
7: <laughs> no, and fuck I that can't show watch it again. I can't watch it again. I've watched it so many times. I've watched the secondary series twice. I've watched the original. <laughs> See, my I never watched uh, it, the. My dad loved that series.
1: I never watched the follow-up series. What was it, Caprica? I never watched that.
7: Uh, yeah, I didn't watch that one. I couldn't. Get I couldn't it. get past the first one. No, I couldn't pass the first one. I couldn't do it. My dad loved the original. I watched the original <laughs> probably three times before I reached adulthood. Yeah. And so had the second one. I watched the second one. I couldn't do it. I finished it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just want to kill somebody. <laughs>
1: Well, for and, me, the, the, yeah, watching the first one as a kid.
7: On this one, except that he's an asshole.
1: <laughs> well, thank you for coming on, Carly. Yes, thank
7: you, Carly. It's always good to have another uh, another woman voice. Oh, I'm tired. I have to go to sleep now. I'm okay. okay. <laughs> night,
1: night. Night, night. We'll we'll, <laughs> we'll get Kyle back on, and we'll talk the next one that we have, number six on the list.
7: <laughs> All right, you talk to Kyle.
1: All right. See ya.
5: And she disappears into the background. (laughs) That was was fun. fun That was fun. That was fun. All right, number
1: six on the list, Dune. I don't know how a lot of people feel about this, but I fucking love this series. I'm
3: not exposed.
1: Sorry. Oh, you've never been exposed to Dune. Well, that's good. Don't worry. Don't watch the movie. No, do watch the movie. The movie after, is so good. After okay. after you you read the first book, and then you go, "Wow, they really fucked this up, didn't they?"
4: I I am absolutely in love with them with with the, with the movie.
1: I, I love that movie. I really, <laughs> I really do. <laughs> the
4: There's sci- a lot of people the, that the, the sci-fi miniseries is great too.
1: The yeah, the they were closer to the source material, which I really liked, especially and. It was like one of the first times we got the uh, oh God what the guy that played Professor X on the new reboots and stuff like that. He was one of the no no, no he Stewart? wasn't no 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 actually my bad it's uh, the guy that played Duke Lido the second in the sci fi miniseries mm-hmm. was uh, our crazy you know uh, android what the hell's his name the guy that plays Magneto currently
4: oh oh oh
1: no, 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 no. The, no, the young no. one. Not,
4: not Ian McKellen.
1: The guy that's going to be in Assassin's Creed. Oh, God. I don't know uh, his name. Fastbender. Yeah, Fassbender. Michael Fastbender. Yes. And, like, he was young.
4: <laughs> yes, he was.
1: But, really good series, especially because it he takes was. place. From, for me, I really like it because, oh, man, give me, give me enough. Give me somebody that knows what they're talking about, and I can go hours and hours on this. I need to get on a Dune panel next year for Con. When Comic-Con. I don't
3: have three to four events in a single week, I'll read a mm-hmm. book again.
1: These, uh, <laughs> these books are what saved me from drowning my own children when they were first born because yeah. I, I, when you're up late at night and you're, you're coddling your kids and stuff and it's, it's great.
4: Yeah, no babies. I, and having, having talked to Frank Herbert a couple of times now, God, oh, so Frank? Frank's yeah. been dead not, for a long time. Little- not Frank <laughs> Herbert. God. Brian.
1: Jesus. Brian Herbert. Brian Herbert. Son.
4: Yes. Yes. Frank Herbert's son. Yes.
1: Who co-wrote with Kevin Anderson. <laughs> yes. Which, if you read any of, like, the Star Wars novels, you'll know that name immediately.
4: Yes. Kevin Anderson's
1: also a really cool guy. I yeah. really like him. I met him, and I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, but, I know. But anyway, Dune was a a book that came from, like, the... It was, a like, a take on the oil trade during the 70s.
2: Ooh, good. But
1: it was a sci-fi series because you're like, there's only one place in the universe that can make this one... Exotic thing that that uh, extends life and you know makes uh, you know interstellar makes travel possible
4: travel <laughs> by turning people into giant floating vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> just,
1: like, right up my alley.
4: A gigantic floating. <laughs>
3: space. I'm talk about that? I, I'm just. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm jumping ahead. Are we going to talk about that one science fiction movie where they... What, oh, Event Horizon.
1: Oh, I love that oh, movie. Cool.
3: That's a good one. There's a lot of people right. that hate that one. But- not actually <laughs> a top one of mine because as far, as far as universes go, can that one please not exist?
1: Liberal. Damn, was
3: <laughs> that scary.
1: To Acts in fairness.
3: <laughs> Save yourself from
1: hell. Yep. So, I mean, the, the, books, the books have it all. You have godlike powers, post-apocalyptic humanity, machine sentience. Oh, man. I love this series. But... The, the fact is that it expands on, you know, what human potential could possibly be 40,000, 100,000 years from now, especially after the, the machines took over yeah. and took over the world. And, man, they're, they're like in the prequel books. There's a lot of people that shit on the prequels because it doesn't have the same feel as the Frank Herbert stuff. But I think they're just fine the way they are.
4: It's a different author.
1: So come on. Yeah. Give it a break. They're really good. I enjoyed them. So we're going to move on to number five. Farscape.
4: Yeah. Ooh! Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Farscape. I love oh, yes. Farscape. No, Farscape was great. Yeah. No. No problems so, whatsoever there.
1: For people yeah. that don't know what this one was, it was Muppets and a whole bunch of a uh, sci-fi's more common players. You know, like Ben Browder, <laughs> Claudia Black. <laughs> people that, if you went, if you if you went, if you saw them, you'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Ben Browder played a NASA scientist who figures out how to trigger wormholes and gets thrust across the cosmos to a prison ship filled with a huge cast of great characters. Mm-hmm. That's it the re- gist of it, yeah. really.
3: Um, here's, it really here's what I love most about that show, is that I, like, when I first started, I'm like, yeah, 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 he's your regular blonde-haired, blue-eyed hero from America. John right. Crichton. Yes, John Crichton. <laughs> very hero. And then he's not.
1: No, yeah. he's a fucking coward. I mean, he's a, he's a reluctant, reluctant and hero.
3: crazy? He's, <laughs> he, like you deal with like issues of like insanity and like yeah, it was oh yeah,
1: because regularly yeah. he's driven to the fucking brink.
3: <laughs> yeah. It was, it, it, he took it in this like this whole new like, it, this is not your American hero character. He's this is like, not he's a so captain character. <laughs> I loved it.
1: And yeah. the reason that the show worked so well for me. Is that, I mean, not only did you have a cast of great heroes, but holy fuck, did you have one of sci fi's best villains ever yes, in Scorpius? Yeah. And a lot of people would be like, Scorpius, that sounds stupid. No, this guy no. was fucking like, like he was evil, but evil for a purpose, you know? And yeah, that right, was- makes your villains a lot more relatable when you realize that they are bad for a reason.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, re- I love the relatable villain where you're like, oh shit, I sympathize.
1: And there, mm-hmm. there's like two seasons where he gets a. Like leftover version of Scorpius in his brain—that's like yeah. <laughs> trying to control him remotely, kind of thing. And yeah. then when he finally gets the the moment to realize, I don't—he doesn't have any power over me. Throws him in a fucking dumpster and keeps him in there for like two seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Goes to him regularly for questions and stuff like that. Oh man, I love that show.
4: So yeah, cool. so- another another series that is fairly similar to Farscape. Yeah, is uh, I think it's an older series actually called Hex,
1: Lex, Lex, Lex. Is it Lex, Lex? Lex is the one where they had the girl that became like a. She was like genetically altered to be like the. It was a, a Showtime movie, or it was like some foreign movie before it became a TV series. They are flying that giant dragonfly looking thing. Yes. Yeah, yes. Lex. No, yeah. Lex. Lex, yeah. Lex,
4: Lex. Yes. Yes. And
1: Lex. you had the, 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 yes. the hero was Stanley Tweedle or something like that?
4: I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. God, why the hell did they call it
1: X? No. <laughs> nope, I remember Lex. What? I don't remember. I think that might have been concurrent. That might have been about the same time. It may have been. Or about the yeah. era of Babylon 5. I
4: don't know. Babylon 5 is also another one. I would probably put Babylon 5 in place of...
1: Um, Farscape on this one.
4: No, not in farce. Not in place of Fars. Battlestar. Game. In place in place of Battlestar. Yeah.
1: See, and I I tried watching that, and I really like Bruce Boxleitner, but mm-hmm. I couldn't make it past I like the first five get episodes.
3: Battle on could just not just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. What's wrong with Babylon five?
1: See, and that's what we're thinking when you said that about Battlestar. We're like, yeah, what we're the like, fuck, we're dude. Battlestar.
3: Battlestar's
1: great. <laughs> All right, number four, Rick and Morty. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Haven't okay. watched it. Yeah. It's on my list. Really. Yeah. Oh on man. List. On my list.
1: Okay, you need to watch. You want time. a You want a series where you have actual alien type fucking aliens? Mm-hmm. This is your show. Yes. yes. Uh, so Dan Harmon, the guy that made Community and many other shows, Big uh, and kind of Justin and Justin Roiland, <laughs> who is a phenomenal fucking voice actor. Yeah. Uh, uh, most of the, you'll notice most of the things on this list have like great voice actors because that's the kind of nerd I am. Yeah. <laughs>
4: They they took a major cue off of uh, Back to the Future.
1: Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like the whole Doc Brown and Marty. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> let, me, let me just think of it: Mick, Marty, or Morty? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really yeah. is. Uh, so it's a it's a show that is based in uh, the multiple universe theories, where like there are an infinite number of universes out there where you exist as well, <laughs> or mm-hmm. don't exist. Nice. And so they use a portal gun that the that Rick has created to travel between dimensions like there's one there's one episode where they get stuck. Um, They fuck up the planet so bad because Morty wants to get laid. (laughs) They fuck up the planet so bad that they have to find an alternate universe where their selves barely just died so they portal oh, into this this existence and they bury the fucking bodies in the backyard and just take over like nothing's wrong. <laughs> and, oh, I love this show. Oh
4: god. And then there's one where they they, 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 they portal themselves into the nightmare into their nightmares. And then into the nightmares of their nightmares.
1: Oh, that's the Inception episode where they yes. they go into the math teacher's memories and then they use the, they incept themselves into the math teacher's like sexual fantasy of somebody. And it ends up being like this take on Freddy Krueger. Yes. <laughs> where he's like, you can run, but you can't hide, bitch. And <laughs> he just uses bitch all the time. God damn it! I love that show, and the family on it is completely fucking dysfunctional. (laughs) Oh yeah, of course it is. So just Rick and Morty, I I fucking love that Mm. show, and I can't wait for season three to come up because you don't think as a you know weekly show that you'd be that into it, but like uh, twenty episodes deep, and you are like, fuck, I need more. I really do. And because they they they're not afraid to say and do horrible shit on that show, which is Mm -hmm. probably the main reason I like it. Because I mean, (laughs) the, the the main hero. Like, there's one episode where he just has a, you know, a whole planet, some, with, like, some, uh, with a uh, single consciousness, like the Borg kind of thing. It's oh, his, like, dear. ex-girlfriend. <laughs> so he goes to the planet, <laughs> and he just gets laid the entire time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Number three. the We have to put this one up here, Star Trek. Yeah.
3: Okay. Come yeah. on, yeah. Star yeah. Trek. Yeah, I mean. The socialistic utopia that all atheists and 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 socialists desire. Everybody. Everybody everyone, loves everyone Star Trek. Everyone wants the Star Trek universe.
4: No, if you don't like Star Trek, you're wrong.
1: You're That's wrong. That's just it. Now, That's here's it. the question I want to ask you guys What Star Trek is best Star Trek?
4: Oh, God damn it. Why? 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 Why are no,
1: this? No, I'm not going to do it to argue Why with you. I'm just this? saying I want, I want to, know, because it says a lot about your character, about which one you enjoyed the most.
5: Well, yeah.
1: because there was a lot about Enterprise I enjoyed. <laughs>
5: no, which one you? I, I, I which one Enterprise. you? But it which,
3: was the opening song. The opening song oh. killed it for me. Oh, the opening terrible. song
1: like, is shit on
4: it's
3: Enterprise. So really, bad. it is it's so bad that I was just like, I'm, I fucking hate this song so much. You didn't but, have a problem but,
1: with the fan service of the uh, the 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 what is it? The Vulcan lady where she's like half stripped yeah. down every fucking episode. <laughs> uh,
3: oh, that's. She was uh, attractive
1: though. She was very attractive.
3: Uh, yeah, no, well, you, know,
1: you kind of have to be on TV,
3: you know. I'm not. I don't this, have a problem with attractive people being mostly naked on TV. Okay, yeah. that's not my problem. <laughs> my problem is that we don't get near enough
5: real people
3: of, of guys <laughs> being objectified. Or if we have to objectify women, it's like they don't get good characters. Like they mm. just don't.
1: Yeah, like the the lady, the the doctor lady on the Star Trek. Uh, what is it? Into Darkness. <laughs> yes where for no reason here she is in her underwear like, in like, like what yeah, the fuck in her
3: or or how about that was uh, the deanna, best part of that movie deanna troy what about deanna troy like she does-
4: oh no no she,
3: i actually i commend that actress because for seasons for season after season she demanded that she get a real uniform and she get a phaser and then finally she did and i was like yes go go deanna <laughs> troy Like she was like she's like no I don't want to be wearing this costume I she hated her costume she hated that skin tight like just like she's like just a sex thing.
1: Well, at least she's not wearing the fucking two piece that the guys are always standing up and tugging down. (laughs) Or or Riker, you guys need to Google Riker getting (laughs) getting sitting down because he never sits down like a normal person does. (laughs) The
4: cost the costumes the costumes were were kind of terrible. Um, but no, Deanna Troy. No, I can't. I didn't like no. her
1: character. The impact well, no, I didn't thing like, was like her, I didn't like her
0: character.
4: I, did all, and
1: I didn't like her oh, character. Oh, yeah. Luxana Troy.
4: Yeah, Luxana. <laughs> no, yeah, Yeah. The actress, she's a bitch.
1: Oh, Marina Sirtis? Yes. Is she? God I damn know. it. I yes, she, she is.
3: Hilarious, though. Um,
1: well, her character is I'm terrible. Have-
3: I, I'm going to piss people off, but I really loved Voyager. I really did. It's a
4: generational thing. It really kind of is.
1: Yeah, because I'm, I was going to go. I, with, uh, I,
3: I grew up I'm, on Voyager. Like, that was actually my first exposure. Right. No, I, gr- so I grew I grew up.
4: Fun. I grew up on. Ne- I grew up on next gen. So. But but I also encounter at Farpoint. point.
3: I actually okay. I love Next Gen after the first three seasons. The first three seasons were really dull for me. I really had a hard time with the first three seasons. Oh,
1: but you miss out I, on Tasha Yar. <laughs> no, I
3: remember Tasha. I do remember Tasha. Her. Tasha
1: Yar was awesome. She and was my,
3: great. I love that character. No,
4: by but, the way, that, that that actress is she's awesome. Is she? Delightful? She seems awesome. She's she good, is good is on Ray Donovan, sweetheart.
3: Well, I went to the Star Trek convention a few years back, and I got to hear both. Um, I'm I'm forgetting her name now. Who are, who plays uh, Janeway? And then I heard Shatner. Both of them speak. Guess which one was far more interesting. It was Janeway.
1: Oh genuine. yeah, because Shatner doesn't have a fucking person.
4: Jesus, that guy <laughs> sucks. He's such an arrogant, blowhard. Oh <laughs> 90 years old.
1: Yeah, see, if you really want to see Shatner. He
3: just doesn't give a fuck. Is no, what look, it is. I I love oh, Shatner.
1: Okay. I love I love the character that he plays of him being Shatner. And him being his most Shatneriest was on Boston Legal. <laughs> Go watch that show because it was like an offshoot from some Law and Order, or The Practice, or whatever the yeah. fuck it was.
4: Well, sh- but sh- sh- god
1: damn it, it was um, <laughs> it, it, he's a he's a noted liberal guy that that he he yeah. did the the newsroom show. I can't remember what else he did, but he wrote that show. And oh, holy no, shit, it was Sorkin. Yeah, yeah, Aaron Sorkin's like law Law and Order kind of thing. And he yeah. he gets uh, what the fuck is the name? Uh the guy that played Ultron. <laughs> <laughs> i can't remember um yeah exactly <laughs> hold on the name yeah, I'll, I'll let you query that but anyway it's it's a show a courtroom show where it has you know <laughs> <it> has <laughs> shatner just being his most shatneriest and it's it's yeah. a really funny portrayal of the him being shatner really
3: yeah. I do well, I do want to give a shout out to Letter Nimoy though and his basically the creation of the Vulcans and their culture in general. Oh, oh yeah. Like, he yeah. was the he was the brainchild behind the Vulcan culture. It was it's it's um you gotta give a shout out to that. But like by and large, the the Star Trek universe, this this utopia where it is uh humanity building up the best of ourselves and you pursue who you are. And money no longer matters, and so we just we just pursue ourselves, and society flourishes in this, ma- in this magical, and it is perhaps magical thinking, but this, this amazing way where we, mm. we support people themselves. And I think that's, yeah. a, that's a goddamn fantastic concept, so we, you gotta get Star Trek love, even if it's cheesy as hell. And, wow. and you know what? Fuck you haters who hate Janeway. Anyone who tells me they're <laughs> shrill... Anyone who tells me that she's shrill or nagging, you're a sexist piece of shit.
1: I just didn't like the how she said, Mister Chakotay. <laughs> <laughs> that's
4: just that's just Kate. That's just Kate Mulgrew. It, it really that's is. That's just that's just her. Kate that's, Mulger,
3: that's her. Name, that's yeah. see, that's, me, her,
4: that's her particular delivery. Uh, I don't really have a problem with the character.
1: No, and I the I was a Deep was Space Nine guy. It. Because that was the... DS9
4: the, was really good. It see, really was. Get into it. Oh,
3: man.
1: Especially when they get to, to the, the Dominion to be like,
4: War. I used oh, to be. My Dia, DS9 got really good. Uh, like, Later like seasons. Next, like, next, like Next Generation, you have to get in a couple seasons. Okay. Because the, there, there's a season the where... Let the characters develop, and then it gets really good.
1: Because Worf would come back and no. he would be piloting the Defiant and they'd be going to war with an alien species from the another quadrant. And I, I like Deep Space Nine because it was the whole melting pot of America on Deep Space Nine. And so, I mean, you get the people from the Federation, you get the people on different starships and everything. That's great. They're part of the Federation, but Deep Space Nine had people literally from like different cultures, different worlds. Nobody wanted to get along and.
3: Yeah. yeah. I like the J.J. Abrams universe.
4: Fuck you, haters. I like it. Uh,
1: except that second movie. Man, that it's, was bad.
4: <laughs> it, it's a fantastic universe, except for J.J. Abrams. Yeah,
1: he needs to stop. Fuck that guy. And since we're talking J.J. Abrams, let's go ahead and get into number two. Star Wars. <laughs> mm, shit, yeah. And it was hard for me to place one above the other, but I have to yeah. realize that Star Wars is, you know the essential hero going forth kind of story that we got it
3: is the classic storytelling of the Epic hero's journey. Oh
1: yeah. And so, Oh, I I
3: love that a female gets to be the hero now doing journey. There's so many,
1: so many things that star Trek, I mean, sorry, star Wars Mm -hmm. does very fucking well. Yeah. I mean the cartoons, I mean, like you, like we were talking about with other shows, if you watch, um, clone wars, give it like two seasons. It gets really fucking good. Yeah, you watch Rebels. Give it a season; it gets really fucking good. <laughs> well, well,
4: Rebels is good from Rebels is good from season one, right? and thank God Disney bought oh Star Wars. God. Thank, yeah. Thank
3: God. <laughs> oh, oh, who's stoked for Rogue One?
1: Yay, Rogue yeah. One! I'm, st- I'm stoked for everything Star well, Wars coming
4: okay. out. I <laughs> know, oh, me too. <laughs> so I'm I'm really, really, really stoked because I I just I just got to sit and listen to to Pablo Hidalgo. Drop a whole lot of information about Rebels and Rogue one and, and, and Star Wars. And it is, is, is so, so, okay. <laughs>
1: so, I mean, number two, Star Wars, kind of goes without saying. I mean, it's Star Wars. really fucking great.
4: Love Star Wars.
1: Uh, so, and the last one, the last one, of course, number one, and I might catch some hate from fucking people out there for putting this one as the number one, but I think all everybody that's on the show is going to agree with me here. Number one has to be fucking Doctor Who.
5: There it is!
3: Yeah. Yes! Yeah. Absolutely. Absol- so hands down. Best, best yeah. sci-fi mm-hmm. universe. Best because,
1: comic. especially for people with our worldview, the Doctor constantly puts his faith in humanity doing
5: the right thing. It's just, He just...
3: He, he takes a perspective of universalism where he, he recognizes that there is, he recognizes that there's shit in the world. There it is. Kyle's shown his there's, tattoo. Kyle's TARDIS. Yeah.
1: It's,
3: it's a killer tattoo. <laughs> you guys
1: need to go see this one on YouTube. Thing. Go check that yeah, out.
3: Go check it out. It's so great. Um, no, the, the doctor is this all encompassing idea of loving humanity for all of its faults for all of its missteps um for all the horrible things that we have done
1: (laughs) that we will do the
3: vast majority of us are good and and if we can just accept that in each other and build each other up and stop looking at the superficial things which the doctor never sees you know he he rose tyler works in a shop and (laughs) <laughs> um, and Donna Noble is a secretary, is a temp. Oh, I, a love
1: oh I love Donna. I <laughs>
3: love Donna. And,
1: and so I I didn't know about her. I watched The Office and I'm like, who the hell is this lady? And Donna, then I started watching Doctor Who and I'm like, oh, they underused her so fucking much.
4: So much. <laughs> if you can find it, find find the Catherine Tate show. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Donna that's, Noble. Catherine, the- Catherine Tate is one of the funniest british comedian
1: <laughs> my god and for a rogues gallery doctor who has some of the best fucking villains ever ever made
2: yeah
1: i don't feel <laughs> dread when i'm watching star wars and i see see like a a, a a sith user pop up i don't give a shit about that i don't get I see a red lightsaber i might go ooh, but i don't ever feel like a sense of dread
3: right
1: but like when a dalek pops up you're Whoa. like, oh, oh fuck! Oh
3: shit! No! <laughs> yeah, when Suck you, when,
4: man. Yeah, when when you have multiple species that are just entirely genocidal. Oh. And
1: yeah. then when you get them to fight against each other, like they did a number of seasons back, where. <laughs>
4: well, one of
3: my favorite lessons learned um, from Doctor Who was the concept of time, mm-hmm. uh, because the fixed
1: we, points in time. Yeah.
3: Well. Yeah. No, 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 it's more well, than it's a time. big,
4: the, what, big ball of wibbly wobbly, wobbly tiny whiny stuff. stuff.
3: Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. actually like, it's scientifically that's actually how time works. Time mm-hmm. is we experience it from our per, our particular perspective of a yes. linear timeline, a yes. start it's, and an it's end.
4: It's a so, linear progression of cause to effect from point right, point to, right. but, but that's in reality really it is a big ball of wibbly. What, my, one of
3: my favorite moments was the bad wolf episode. where rose is she gets sent back in the tardis right and her and her mom's like that's thousands of years from now why are you even worried she goes no it's happening right now and then (laughs) i had this moment where i was like (gasps) oh (laughs) Oh, to a fourth dimensional being
1: that's how it is it has all happened already (laughs) it is
3: yes it's it's all happening it's all a wibbly wobbly ball of timey wimey stuff it's Oh. oh And, and oh. that character of the doctor and, and the multiple iterations of the, the, the
1: personalities that change mm-hmm. every time he regenerates and everything. Just
3: yeah. And these, these new oh. experiences and perspectives that we can gain and.
4: It's, oh, it's just so perfect. Well, it's such a fantastic series. It's such a fantastic series, especially when you get further into just the background behind the series. Mm-hmm. And I, i i've had i've had the chance to talk to many of these different actors it, it has such a profound effect a, a profound impact on everybody who's interacted and worked on this series it's so good it's incredible it, it really yeah, no,
3: is it's, i and they well and then there's like the weeping angels these concepts of they don't Kill you outright. They steal the potential energy of your life and send you back in time. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> like they don't? Yeah. They kill you in time,
4: right? They well,
3: take your timeline. That's terrifying.
4: It is. It Those they take are those your are timeline.
3: They take your potential energy.
4: Right. Oh, and I've I've heard from several people who are very very steeped in this series for the past. Fifty goddamn fucking years. 50
1: fucking years. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about longevity here. <laughs>
4: yeah, fifty years that this has been going on. The, the Weeping Angels are by far the creepiest.
3: Oh, and you know, they're based on an actual scientific particle that they are. It's a particle that they found scientifically like this is a thing. Yeah. While they observe this particle, nothing changes. But when they're not observing the particle, everything changes really fast and they don't know why. And that has some very deep implications of Mm -hmm. does our observation change the outcomes? (laughs)
1: <laughs> Yay, quantum mechanics. Quantum mechanics oh, and superpositions so cool. and all. Oh, <laughs> it's
4: so good. Oh. I just love
1: it. Yeah. I, I love it's, Doctor Who and I don't I don't think anybody here would would argue against this being the number it's, 1. No,
4: no, no it's my not at all. Not all at all. Time. If anybody's not familiar, go delve into all
3: Just binge watch uh, just
4: everything binge you can binge. and go go find and listen to the the Big Fish audio stories. Oh. The Big Fish audio, yeah. The uh, most recent ones bring back David Tennant, Ooh. the Doctor number 10, and Donna Noble. Oh, Donna Noble! <laughs> they they have more
1: adventures. Now, David Tennant, uh, I mean, he's... Chris Eccleston did a really fucking good job breathing yes, life did. back into the show.
3: Oh, it, it no, wouldn't... I, I, I don't...
4: Uh, no, the series would not have recovered if it were not for
1: him. Yeah. No,
3: it's he does, true. And he I, I not really get enough credit. I appreciate his, his, his time. Because
1: he's said. the one that got me started watching it. Because, I mean, I remember Doctor Who when I was a kid was on TV, and I never really paid much attention to it at all. But, but then, yeah, like, Chris Eccleston different. shows up, and I'm like, oh, that's Destro. <laughs> for yeah. people, that, people that actually <laughs> watch those G- horrible G.I. <laughs> Joe movies, <laughs> well, I'm one of them.
3: <laughs> now, see, here's, here's the thing for me, is I tried to watch Doctor Who from Eccleston, yeah. I was like I don't care and then somebody's like try it for Matt Smith oh. and then I did and I was hooked I was in I was like yes so then I went back and watched Christopher Eccleston and then fucking fucking heartbreaking. It. it is well so then I watched I it again it and stuck. then I'm like oh how did I pass this up and then it gets to David Tennant and I'm like I don't know about this doctor I don't know and then I'm like oh this doctor and then it gets back to Matt Smith and I'm like huh
1: huh and then there's the, the the shared universe you have with Torchwood and.
3: Actually, I didn't uh, say Matt Smith as the doctor was. He was a great doctor. It was my problem with the writers how they made it about um, Amelia Pond instead.
1: I liked Amy Pond. Well, that's because <laughs> I liked her a lot like more than the current
4: stress a lot, and that really well, a little bit, a little bit. But that's also because Matt Smith was kind of flat. He didn't yeah. have very many dimensions. <laughs> That's part of the problem when you have somebody very young. But she's going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy 2! Yay! But, but, <laughs> but then you have Peter Capaldi.
3: Peter Capaldi has Capaldi. been a very interesting doctor. He's been oh very... Oh
1: my
3: god. He's been very interesting.
1: And he, I'll have to say, I've watched one episode of Capaldi. Oh my god. I Don't get me wrong. I fucking love TV. I love shows. Mm-hmm. I just be- between doing this <laughs> and my real life, I get maybe an hour a week to watch television. Okay. So, so, so I'm, yeah, X, I know what
4: you're okay. talking about. Well, so just to give just to give you a little bit of little bit of background, Peter Capaldi, Peter Capaldi has been a fan of this show for fifty years. Holy shit! He's
3: like Peter- David Tennant. He's like David Tennant yeah. level that dedication. I, yeah, liked them, I liked him on
1: the Pompeii episode. Peter, right? Peter, Capaldi <laughs> wrote, Peter Capaldi
4: wrote a fan letter to William Hartnell. Aww. To, to the show, to the first doctor. Wow. That's how long he's been a fan of this show. So he brings all of that fandom and all of that red. passion. He does, oh,
3: like, his doctor God. feels like, well, and they, in the 50th, Fiftieth uh, anniversary ep- uh, short mm-hmm. or movie? What a movie, TV movie that they did. Uh, mm-hmm. They did a really great job of being like the man who counts and the man who forgets. And Matt yes. Smith was the doctor who forgets. And Peter Capaldi mm-hmm. seems to have this gravitas of acknowledging oh, all of the yeah. doctors and what he does. Can. Oh, he does.
4: He he is at this point. He at this point is.
1: He is your doctor.
4: <laughs> well, well, this, oh no, my my doctor will always be Sylvester McCoy. Oh wow, my doctor will always be David Tennant. Because <laughs> that's that's when I that's when I got hooked. But I couldn't watch, you know, it, that's because we, we could only see them on PBS when they aired them. Uh, yeah, as, as a kid, out so, of order, <laughs> out, of, out of order, but with no context. But that was the guy who who grabbed me. And, yeah. and made me made me recognize the the series, uh,
5: and then it came back. Oh, thank God it came back!
4: <laughs>
5: Sorry, uh, I, that was
1: the that was the one that was like dressed kind of posh, wasn't he?
4: Sylvester McCoy.
1: Yeah,
4: uh, he was the guy with the umbrella. He yeah, he wasn't he wasn't the, he wasn't the scarf the one.
1: Hat. That's right. Yeah, uh,
4: that Sylvester, was Colin
1: Baker. I'm thinking of.
4: Yeah, Colin Baker was the guy with the the,
1: the afro. And the canine in the...
4: <laughs> well, no! The canine was the guy, was Tom Baker. Tom uh, Baker. Okay. Who had the big scarf? Um, the multicolored scarf, right? Yeah. The big multicolored scarf. Colin Baker, uh, who I have had the pleasure of, of meeting and talking with, is he's a, he's a fantastic person,
5: and so is well. well everybody I've met so far. Um, I've, I've talked with Colin Baker, uh, Paul McGann,
1: um, uh, Sylvester <laughs> McCoy. <laughs> and this is the part where I got to be that host. And oh, we got to no, go out no, of sci-fi. We got to go no, out of the sci-fi world. But this is, but this
4: is, it's fun. It's I, lovely. Is, it's beautiful. <laughs> but, but this, this is my jam.
3: I know.
1: But you know what? This this went a lot longer than I thought it would. I didn't think we'd get this much time out of us talking sci-fi, but that's amazing.
3: Dude, we can yeah. talk sci-fi all day. All, like, the all time. of us are just nerdy yeah. enough that we're like, yeah, this, this thing. Talking yep, all
4: day. Dude, yes. I just came off a convention where I was doing panels on this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, can this stuff so, I can talk about this stuff all day. I can talk about this stuff all day.
1: I have to I have to end it here because we are go- I'm gonna have to bring the pain. It's gonna be fun with real audio in a minute. I
3: gotta see if
1: I can find a beer
3: or something. Jesus.
1: Yeah. Well, you'll live. They're short this week. We're going to make this probably the quickest fun with real audio we've done in a long time. So hang on for one second. We'll be right back. This is the Utah Outcast. You got X, you got Kyle, you got Felicia. Be right back.
0: Hi, this is Trav Mamone, host of the By Any Means podcast. Join me every week as I interview bloggers, podcasters, writers, and activists about the intersections of atheism, humanism, racial justice, feminism, LGBTQ rights, and other social issues. You can subscribe to the podcast through iTunes, Spreaker, and Stitcher, and you can read my blog at freethoughtblogs.com slash byanymeans. And remember, that's bi spelled B-I. Come take a listen to the musings of a queer humanist, because, hey, aren't we all a little bit curious
1: Okay, welcome back, and we are here for fun with real audio. And yeah! God hey, damn hey, it. Hey, After I an hour of, of wonderful geekiness, and you know, that doesn't count as the geekery, guys. That counts as the Decalogue. That's a top ten. Right, we the get to do geekery the again dialogue. soon. So,
4: right. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you guys we're getting a Grand Admiral Thrawn novel.
1: <sighs> I, I heard about that <laughs> one already. So, geekery is going to be next week. So, we'll start planning that uh, here coming up pretty soon. But this is our weekly segment that you guys have to, you have to have, you have to have fun with real audio. And instead of ending with him, I'm going to start with him. We have Alex Jones. <sighs> And this is in context with, you know, the Hillary campaign, the Trump campaign and everything. And he is patting himself on the back so goddamn hard. It makes you wonder how he hasn't broken something.
6: He's going to break something. He's going to strain something. I mean, obviously, you heard the show today where I talked about what we've known for a while, but it's really true. Info Wars is at the heart of the resistance. (laughs) And, And we need to say that because we need your prayers and support. We're under sickening behind the scenes attack. And I told people it's beyond a movie. I mean, it's been, God's taken me through it. It's been very painful. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've made it through it. Uh, and it's just another waves are coming, but it's, it's still, I cannot believe the effect we're having. It is, it is biblical.
3: <laughs> They're having a biblical. No, no. Biblical would no. be kill all the firstborn children or some shit. No, no, dude, you're talking into a microphone.
1: Well, and what no, really, I'm, really bothers me about him is that he is now co-opting religion. He is now co-opting right. this shit. Well, well not, not
4: only that, but what his, his subtext is really that he is actually working with the Trump campaign.
2: Uh, and it's a biblical He's, thing that yes! we're putting
1: Trump in. <laughs> it's
3: a biblical it's thing. It's officially midnight. He, I'm the first Alex? to say happy birthday to my brother.
1: <laughs> That's a lot happy more interesting birthday. than Alex Jones.
5: <laughs> no kidding. Same. Alex Jones. Like his his big you know subtext is that he's actually advising the Trump campaign. Oh
3: God. Yeah. Is he really?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So on top of the all right, we yeah. now have Son, back. I mean, uh,
5: it is back. worse. Um, I don't know. But one, Alex jones is involved
1: with yeah yeah that's yeah, definitely yep. the worst of that's the worst
3: definitely the worst <laughs> yeah
4: that's what he's talking about right there
1: oh uh, man but the effect that Infowars is having is biblical What the fuck man and he's like we've been hearing your prayers and you know god's looking after us like
4: well it it's biblical in the sense that uh his effect is his effect is going to fucking destroy
5: humanity <laughs>
3: It's biblical in the fact, in the it's biblical in the effect that it's absolutely incorrect in almost every aspect.
5: Yeah,
1: you know there, it's the big book of multiple choice yep. all over again. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. Ugh, fucking Alex Jones.
4: <laughs> there is nothing factual about you
1: at all. There's there literally nothing factual it's about you except you, you are a terrible fucking human being. So Glenn Beck, <laughs> yeah, we're hitting all the ah, fucking high fuck. notes here. Uh, he wants to blame President Obama for some stuff because, you know, we haven't said the hashtag, you know, thanks, Obama, enough already as it is.
3: X, if I could shoot lasers from my eyes and through Skype. Well,
1: would- at least this segment isn't taking like an hour like it used to.
3: <laughs> Fair enough.
1: We got more fun stuff to talk about, but we can't do the show without having fun with real audio because I actually had somebody retweet like an old ass YouTube like. Like this is funny as shit. I'm like, yeah, it is funny. Thank you.
5: (laughs) So, by the way, I'm on I'm on beer like number
1: ten. Yeah, we're we're kind of enjoying the fact that tomorrow's Labor Day. (laughs) Yeah,
3: lucky assholes. I don't get it off.
1: Oh, I'm so sad for you. Thanks,
5: union. Thanks, unions.
1: (laughs) which we need to bring.
3: I'm working for a Democrat. (laughs)
1: Yeah, different circumstance. I would think,
5: though. Yeah, it is. It's really different. Alright, Glenn Beck. Anytime now. Barack Obama, when he was elected,
1: was a miss of... First of all, thanks for clearing your fucking throat on the fucking... (laughs) on your goddamn show. I'm gonna start that over. (laughs) I had to stop it. I don't normally stop it, but I have to play that over again. (laughs) Barack Obama, when he was elected, was a miss of the greatest opportunity any president has ever had. If Barack Obama would have been a uniter, not a divider, Should and the, would have been a healer say that of race be... relations, we would have taken off in a completely different direction, and, and we would have had a whole new American century in front of us. It could uh-huh. have been a lot okay. of healing. Okay. Oh, my okay. gosh. Oh. It would have been the greatest Man, thing ever. Had. I think it will go down as the biggest um, yeah. missed opportunity in all of
5: American history. <laughs> okay first fuck you yeah uh, that yeah. goes without divider, saying
3: is divider okay. shit
5: do do you not remember one of the first things he did when he took office uh. was to walk to the republican congressman's office to meet with them in person unofficially that is what he was the trying to do. The only
3: reason he's to divider. Hey. Like, they're good. they would, like, they, the only reason they're calling him a divider is because he's a black man. Like, that's it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. This yeah. wouldn't be
1: coming up at all if it was a white guy as a president. At no. all.
3: And this whole divider in chief shit? No. <laughs> well, and no. correct
1: me if I'm wrong, but didn't he have the whole, like, beer consortium thing where he was He had a beer with the guy that was wrongfully arrested and the one with a cop at the same time. He was trying to improve relations between cops and people, you know.
5: In his first terms, so many times he publicly brought all of these members of Congress and all of these Republican senators to, (laughs) to the White House to try to improve relations. And don't forget that it was Mitch McConnell, the Republican the majority turtle. senator, the who, who came out and said, "Uh, yeah, no, our number one, number one priority is to ensure that he's a one-term resident, that yep. he gets nothing done."
1: Yeah. And as I'm going back and listening, I listen to the the podcast as after we release them, like we have. From the secret patron show, like, six months ago, us talking about how there's no way in hell they'll let it go that long without, you know, confirming a Supreme Court justice. Here we are, six months later, and they're still not doing their fucking job. Yeah. So you want to talk about somebody not doing, you know, the good things of America and Mm -hmm. not being able to make America a better place? How about let's start with the fucking Republican Congress? Yeah, let's start with them. Yeah, because they yeah. haven't done a goddamn thing.
3: They've done they've done yeah. everything they can to actually block progress. Mm-hmm.
1: It's fucking ridiculous, mm-hmm. and and the, the yeah. sickest thing about it is that they will be voted back into office.
3: Get out and vote. God. for fuck's sake you tell me it doesn't make a goddamn difference i'm gonna slap you it does
1: well it makes me so goddamn sick that people are like my vote doesn't matter my vote Uh doesn't this i'm like do you realize how many i saw an infographic you know somebody made a video of like you know these are all the people in america represented as pennies and these are the people that represent you know the people that actually voted and it was like 30 pennies out of like a thousand or something like that and it's like Wow, more people need to fucking vote, it's not that hard <laughs> it does matter no regardless of what he may think, it fucking matters
5: it matters oh yeah yeahReg in most in most states now, you can register as a permanent absentee voter and vote by mail. I love my vote by mail <laughs> <laughs> you you get your ballot weeks in advance, you can fill it out and mail it in. Vote. Yeah. If you're too vote. lazy for that,
1: go so, kill yourself yeah. because that takes more yeah. effort. <laughs>
5: go go
3: live in go live in like Morocco or something where they've got a monarchy. Just go do the thing. There, there, your vote doesn't yeah. really matter. Okay, yeah. go go, go to Iran.
1: Thing.
4: Go go to Somalia where they're completely anarchic. they are complete anarchists.
1: Jim Baker, we have Jim Baker to talk about here. Uh, let's see, where is it?
4: please ignore the life flight helicopter
5: flying past today my house with somebody who disagrees with the bible and you you speak but they have an agenda and if you won't stop they are going to kill you mm. what the what? fuck <laughs> do you understand this you understand I this? do i've had death threats we have never lived in a day of our time in our history of america where you couldn't have an opposite opinion. Now, they're determined to wipe out all of those who disagree with them. No. I mean, that to no. me is a hideous. Dude, and somebody actually just like said we're talking on about YouTube that I should Protesting is one thing if you if you do it quietly and you're going to say I hold up a sign and say I don't agree with you, killing you. Yeah. and that's what they're calling for now. They're calling. No for death
1: no, no not really
5: no. and the death no. is terrorism no. the death is to no.
1: scare you
5: so no. you will step back no. into the shadows right no i and tell the you church the has mostly stepped back
1: that's right no you haven't got- no, no no you have not no. you- your no, church has not stepped back
5: no, no just constantly there No, just there's been nobody advocating for killing anybody of the opposite opinion. I don't want...
1: nobody has actually been killed. I don't want theists to die. I don't want them to kill themselves. I just want them to keep their religious perspective out of fucking public discourse. That's all I want. And I I, want them to wise up and realize, oh, this religion stuff is bullshit. Yeah,
3: that's what I would really love is for theists to be like, Oh, I don't have to devote my life to this. That's it. Oh, I... See see the whole thing what, is that I want them to survive. What, I want what them to survive so that we can all start God. pursuing the, the the scientific method that can actually extend our lives like dramatically. In fact, in fact,
1: I would like to human... a lot longer.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I want <laughs> the
1: what, what human life extension technologies. <laughs>
4: I really wanna know what planet he is living
5: on. Where is the where is this happening? I mean you other guys, than
4: let's cut, like, shit. Wrong? let's cut the
3: shit. Let's cut the shit. He doesn't act he knows nobody's actually threatening them. What he's doing is he's trying to drum up fear so people send him money so oh. that he can still keep making his radio show.
1: Buy That's my it. buckets.
3: There <laughs> it is.
1: I will I will put up and it's completely copying off of Scathing Atheist, but I will put up as a Patreon goal that I will buy one of his buckets and I will eat it.
5: Ew!
1: <laughs> it has to at least be you enough to buy die. the
5: bucket. <laughs> no, no. You will die if you eat one of those food buckets. I'm pretty sure maybe not literally die, but I'm pretty sure you will shit a lot <laughs> for a long time.
1: I could use that right now, actually.
5: <laughs> it's not a am hot.
1: <laughs> it's but nothing it's but flavored. whole wheat ground up with it's, weevils and all <laughs> wheat and
5: psyllium husk but it is it is salsbury steak flavored <laughs> it's god.
3: processed cheese product oh god
5: fuck. no yes. yuck
3: like gooey like it's kind
5: of like the processed cheese food. cheese food it's, it's, just it's like really cheese
1: food Gummit oh my god, it
5: comes from a can. <laughs> it's a
3: cheese-like product.
1: Alright, it's time for the Silver Fox. We have Brian Fisher bringing us home to the set this week with uh, Fun With Real Audio. And, my god, oh god. this man. I ugh, I can't stand this fucking guy.
3: I seriously don't. Liberals
6: use uh, yes. cliches to stop conversations, stop. to stop discussion, to stop debate. Uh, so we have all these cliches out there. Homophobe bigot, whatever the thing happens to be. No, that's not a cliche. Islamophobe. (laughs) And they feel that once they slap that card down on the table, then that's the end of the discussion. They don't have to answer any more of your questions. They don't have to offer any evidence. They don't have to offer any proof. They don't have to offer any logic. (laughs) They've just called you a name, (laughs) and that's the end of the debate. So they use it to terminate debate. So, when they start running, and I've said this frequently on this program, name calling is the first refuge of a man without an that's- argument. So, when somebody starts calling you a name, that's an indication they know that they are out of intellectual ammunition. They cannot defend uh, the, their position.
3: Um, if there's not an intellectual partner to spar with, then yeah, you're right. <laughs> Maybe I'll call you an imbecile. Yeah. Look, Brian. it.
1: I will call you a fucking That's homophobe if you say homophobic shit. I will call you a racist if you say racist shit. I will call you all of these cliches, as you like to say.
3: That's not a cliche. It's not no. a fucking cliche, <laughs> no, you
1: dumbass. Cliche is like something cliche's like one dub dub you know? <laughs> cliche's are old hat. No. And away yeah, yeah, we no. go. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, stuff that you're no, tired no, of no. hearing, you know?
3: Cliche yeah. is actually an onomatopoeia. From when printing presses could just have standardized phrases in them, and then they Mm -hmm. would just, cliche, it was the sound of the printing press. It was something that they they would write so often that they had the phrases already printed out. Mm -hmm. That's what it means, that it's something that is used so often that it's basically meaningless. It's a phrase, first of all. It has to be a phrase. Right.
5: So, if, if you're being labeled as bigot or homophobe, so much that it's become a cliche, maybe you're a bigot and a homophobe. <laughs> because, you know, bigot and homophobe are not cliches. They are descriptors. The they
1: are titles, labels, you know. To
5: describe you <laughs> and your behavior and your actions and your words
1: you! <laughs> <laughs> How many beers deep are you, Kyle?
3: <laughs> a few. A few. A lot. Yeah,
1: that's a great answer. <laughs> this many. <laughs> this many. It'd, it'd be great if you actually had decent resolution. <laughs> I don't seem... no, the
3: bad resolution's pretty funny, actually.
1: This <laughs> is pretty fucking hilarious. <laughs> People are just going to see a gray glob on this YouTube. Just,
3: just <laughs> random fingers just. <laughs>
1: You're going to wake your wife up, dude. Stop. No, don't. Stop. <laughs> no. <laughs> Outcasts, come out to play.
3: That's no, fine. It's fine. We're, fine. we're, we're, fine. we're, no, fine. we're a professional You're fine. <laughs>
1: we're
3: top notch. No. NPR's going to pick this up any day.
1: <laughs> any day now. Okay, so that does it for fun with real audio. We will be back in one second to finish up the show, because we need to. God damn it, we need to. Uh, this is X, this is Kyle, this is Felicia, this is Utah Outcast. We will be right fucking back.
4: Do you know where Saskatchewan is? 2013 you can find us on itunes stitcher or spreaker under brainstorm or check out our website brainstormblog.net i can't promise you'll always agree with us but i can promise you'll have fun listening to us
1: okay so here we are we're going to finish the show because fuck me it has been a long ass week anyway uh this is the point where we do our uh our highs and low points for the week and because i want to be the first one to be done with it and just sit, sit around and listen to these two guys talk about stuff uh, I'm going to go ahead and get started. My high point for this week would probably be having, like, a whole Friday off from family stuff. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my family, all three of my girls and my <laughs> wife, decided to go to an event in Midway, Utah. And so they were gone from, like, 5 in the morning until the next day. <laughs> like, day before yesterday. Wow. And so it was really nice because, like, I didn't have to worry about cooking breakfast for anybody, no lunches, no having to clean shit up. It was amazing because I could be just me. And it was kind of weird because I didn't know how to be just X. I didn't know how to be me for a little while. It was kind of weird. Uh So I had to do all the fun stuff. You know, I mean, you still had to do adult shit. You had to, you know, wash dishes. You had to wash dishes. You had to do laundry and shit like that. But, uh I mean, I missed the fuck out of my family, and I'm not going to say that I don't. I, uh, I did get to check out Sausage Party, and I can't remember the last time that I watched a solo movie. <laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> I think the last time I watched a movie by myself was Street Fighter the movie.
5: Oof. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, it's really? quite a long time ago. <laughs> Either that or I can't remember which one came out first. Was it Batman Forever or that one? I don't know. So, I mean, getting to see a solo movie was not too bad, but, it, I mean, it was a great fucking funny movie. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that was really funny, but, boy, is this movie catered towards atheists. Let me tell it's
4: you Yes. Well, you know, it's a movie made by atheists, so.
1: Well, it, I just love the fact that the the very beginning number of the movie, as is, as if it's a musical, is them singing a song to their gods, which are the gods of, you know, the the people coming into the store to buy the shit. And so they're yeah. singing a song to praise their gods. Please take us to the great beyond kind of thing. <laughs> and when they get to the great beyond, they find out, Oh, it's not really fucking worth it. So the whole story of the gods, they come to find out was created by other, <laughs> other produce <laughs> because they're like, yeah, we made that shit up because we were tired of having everybody scream every time they got picked to go to the, go home with somebody. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But people are taking fucking liberty with everything they're not doing it the way they should have done so i mean it was a really fucking funny <sighs> movie it's it's not something you need to go see in theaters at all i mean really is not the animation's not that great the, the it's, no, it's it's not. not that great of a story i mean it's funny it's more of a you know pineapple express kind of thing it, it's just it's silly pothead humor really for the most part but it's fun it's it's great to see them trying to do cg animation for adults <laughs> yeah, but uh I had a I had a real fun time with it, except for the fact that like a lot of people I know and trust on various social media were like, "Oh man, if you're not offended at this part, you I don't know what's wrong with you." And I never got to that part. <laughs> I never got offended by anything, and it had me wondering why. I mean, I, I guess maybe I'm a, a lot harder to offend than most people. I mean, there were tasteless jokes. There was an orgy. There was murder. There was drug use. But I kept waiting for the moment where they drove people out of the theater. I don't know if it was a religious mm. thing for some people, or... I don't know, maybe it was the, the orgy scene where, like, if you're anywhere on either extreme of the Kinsey scale, you would probably be offended by some of the stuff that was going on. <laughs> but, mm,
5: probably. I don't yeah. know.
1: I don't understand it. But, uh, so anyway... That was my high point for the week, getting to be an adult without anybody else around. So, low point for me would be my job. <laughs> oh. And this isn't me complaining like, oh man, I fucking hate my job. But uh, I don't talk about it much. It's, uh, But it is a type of job where I get tons of free time. I would much rather have a job where I'm busy a lot of the time. Uh, I mean, it gives me time to do stuff like this for the show. I mean, even though if you ask me legally, I would say, no, I don't do anything out of that in my company time. No. No, you're a fucking liar. Uh, but it feels like leaves me feeling like I'm wasting a lot of time I could be spending with family and doing other stuff. And it's especially worse because I work swing shift, and so that's like the evening I could be spending at home doing stuff that's more, more worthy of my time than just sitting there waiting for shit to break or something to blow up. And so I don't know. I guess most people feel this way about their job, but it was just it was so I was so blasé about the whole the whole work experience this week, it was just kind of like, eh, why the fuck am I here? <laughs> I don't know. What about you guys?
3: Um, high point would probably be the, oh goodness. It'd probably be the concert that I went to on Friday. Uh, amazing boyfriend, William had extra tickets. He couldn't go cause he had his kid and it was at a bar. Um, but so he gave it to me and my friend Derek and we went and it it was a Kinks tribute night and we had a really good time and we got drunk and shared an Uber and it was a good time. Uh I danced a lot and it, anyway, so that was it was just a, it was a lot of fun and it was it was such a weird little bar and everyone there was just like, you know, the underground kind of people, the the misfits and the rejects and they were so cool. And like, there was no.
1: So our people really <laughs> yeah,
3: our people, it was our people. And it's so funny. Cause I was like looking around and I'm like, yep, this is my folks. And it was, and I, I didn't, I don't ever look like that crowd. Like I, I dress in, in soft dresses and I wear my hair, you know, traditionally feminine, but I look around at those people. And I'm like, yep. I love it. Like, <laughs>
1: I love the Utah counterculture. I, I love it. i big
3: <laughs> fan. Uh, so it was very Utah counterculture. It was really cool. Uh, then low point, uh, I have gained some weight since working a desk job. And oh. I've, I've been able to afford food. So I've been eating more. So um, I have started a diet where I sort of.
2: <laughs> sort
3: of <laughs> it's sort of like the idea is that you just eat minimal calories for a couple of days a week because fasting is only good for you if you're really bad at it <laughs> like, <laughs> like you don't really stick to it right Yeah,
1: you don't want to be super good at fasting <laughs> no, that's it's
3: bad for you uh but uh so i i fasted for a couple of nights and i was so fucking hungry uh, uh, Tuesday night, I would, and and, and I'm going to be doing it again tomorrow. So let's see how this goes. Um, <laughs> but since then, I have gone back to my old eating habits, where I'm like, yeah, I'm just not that hungry. So I feel like it's gotten me right uh, back on the right track, where I'm like eating to enjoy food and not just eating to stuff food in my face again.
2: Um, food. Really,
3: it was it was pretty tough to get through two days of fasting. I was I was. Tired and a grumpy by the end of it, but yeah. uh, I, I think it's probably gonna be easier this week because I just haven't been eating that much. Like, I I ate twice today, and I'm not hungry. Like, it's, and that's, the, and I'm tiny. I'm a small human being, so it's, like, me not overeating. Like, me eating twice a day should be funny. Like, it really should be.
1: Yeah, the cameras don't do the show justice when it comes to size in relation to other people. Like Felicia looks huge right now on the camera. I'm not saying like huge, like in width or anything. I'm just saying like, as as in as in like distance from camera to your face. It's it's a lot closer, you know. I, but like you it. put Felicia next to me, and I'm resting my elbow on her, you know, like yeah, no, yes. down here. I'm like, hey, what's up, lady? I'm
3: <laughs> one, I'm a small person. Like it's it's okay for me to eat way less calories than than the average sized person. Like that's the way I should be. Uh, But my
1: problem is these delicious sugary beers that just you know wasps and squatters.
3: <laughs>
4: yeah, I like my red <laughs>
3: So, the low point was probably the fasting. It was tough to do, but I'm glad that, like, I did it because it, it kind of got me back on the right track for food. And then I, like, tried to eat even, like, like I was. I was like, oh, I'm going to get a breakfast burrito. And I couldn't even finish the breakfast burrito. Like, I was like, mm, okay, I'm done. And then I did, like, oh, yeah. then I ate. Like, I didn't eat again until dinner that day. And it was, like, a tiny little, like, snack-sized dinner. I'm like, this is all I need now. <laughs> <laughs> so, I feel like I'm back on the right track food-wise, finally but yeah it, it it took some doing to because and that's the thing about dieting is like if you're going to actually do dieting, yeah, you have to be hungry sometimes, you have to go through that that phase of mm. being hungry, and it's tough it's and then tough. every and then and then if you and if you mention it to anyone, they're going to be like. Oh, no, um, it's actually about calories in versus calories out, and you should never be hungry, or somebody else will pipe up like, oh, you don't need to lose any weight, or...
6: You I look just fine the way
3: you are. Just, I just want to smack them. it's like, this isn't about you, okay, I'm not losing weight for you, if you think I look, whatever, fuck off. I want to look the way I want to look, I don't want to go back to being too overweight, this is, this is me controlling. Myself, okay, and it's like can't can't people just be like,
1: "Yep, good for X. you."
3: Well, I'm like you, like X, you like commented on my Facebook post. You're like, "Yeah, it's hard," and it's like, "Thank you, thank you." It's it's hard. It's just <laughs> an
1: acknowledgement, like, "Yep." <laughs>
3: yeah, and that's all that was needed. But like, then somebody gets on and like technically explains how dieting works, and this is a guy who's like never dieted in his life, and I'm like, "Shut up!"
1: Like, look, what the I'm- only thing that got me from like three ten down to two twenty was me, like, counting calories. That's the only thing that ever fucking worked.
5: And it's really hard. It's really hard to do.
1: It's especially hard if you're a fucking podcaster. (laughs) (laughs) Look, 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 guys. I know I don't need the booze to get through every episode. I just use it as an excuse. So fuck (laughs) you guys that say otherwise. (laughs) It's sure fun. It is fun. I enjoy it quite a bit. No. So Kyle, what about you, man? Oh,
5: <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm
4: coming off of the convention off of Salt Lake Comic-Con. Uh, it, it was a good, it was a really good convention for me. I did, uh,
5: five panels. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. This is my, my first day off in
1: yeah, well, I I tried to suggest if we would do it on Friday, and you're like, no, <laughs>
5: no, yeah, no, I got it at like ten o'clock on Friday.
1: Ugh, man. Yeah, and
5: I think we're gonna ha- no. try to have
1: a booth next year. Don't don't hold me to it, but I think that's something no. that we're thinking about doing.
5: Yeah, no, we we, we should. No, <sighs> fuck anybody who says just going to a convention and doing panels. Is easy. It easy. easy. It's not. It's exhausting.
1: Yeah, especially if you have a panel yeah. that's like an hour between each other and you have to go all the way across the fucking convention center.
5: <laughs> yeah. No. So these past three days, so I've gotten to the convention center at like 9, nine, ten o'clock, which means waking up at like 7
1: <laughs>
5: Ew.
1: that sounds like work
5: <laughs> like yeah I know it is work except it's like working a 10 or 12 hour day
1: but it's work you love though that's the difference
5: it is it
4: is I absolutely absolutely love it because I met a lot of really cool people I talked to a lot of really cool people I got to do and talk about things that I really love so I did panels on Doctor Who
5: Aliens, Harry Potter, Kevin Smith. Uh let's see what else did I do? Uh I got to talk about Han Solo. Yeah. That's probably my No, that was probably my favorite panel. A panel specifically talking about Han Solo. <laughs> ah! Ah, that was fun. What were you thinking uh, the whole time
1: you were frozen in carbonite? <laughs> <laughs>
5: It was uh, so the the title the title of that
4: particular panel was the life and times of Han Solo.
5: <laughs> so yeah, we we got to have a lot of fun talking about that. Um, but no, it's it's actually a lot of work. It's a lot of talking to people and trying to be a person to <laughs> people you don't know. <laughs> Which is really hard. Surprisingly. I always, loved,
1: I always loved getting the guy on the panel that was the audience questioner that tried to give you a gotcha question to try to prove how much of a geek you were or not.
5: No, there's every single panel, there is one of them. Uh there were a couple panels where in the middle of uh in the middle of the panel they would just shout something out. Like, no, actually no. That was in episode three. Oh, mansplaining to- <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh no, sorry, yeah, no. You're right. Sorry. Us guys up on
4: the stage, yeah, know the things we have to think about and try to say. Actually,
1: uh, oh, fuck yeah, me for being no, an sorry. entertainer.
3: <laughs> God. Sorry. Specifics aren't the point.
1: <laughs> no, if you're wrong, yeah. if you're off by one star date, you're wrong. <laughs> Everything you say no, is
5: shit. <laughs> we we do, people on the panels, we actually do appreciate that kind of stuff. No, we don't. Mm. Shut up, Kyle. <laughs> oh, goddammit. No, it actually, it really interrupts the flow, the thought process. When you shout stuff <laughs> up, called you? God damn it! God damn it. Shut up, X. <laughs> here I here I am trying to be nice to the fans.
3: No, you know what? No, um, you know if you go to listen to a panel and it's not the Q and A session, this isn't uh, this isn't participatory. Shut the fuck up!
1: Yeah, when we get to the point where we do a Utah Outcast live in front of an audience, kind of thing. <laughs> I don't want people mm. chiming in. Shut the fuck yeah. up and enjoy the performance. Yeah. When we get to the part where it's no. audience participation, great. I will ask you questions. But until that no, point
5: shh. No, I'm sorry, you are not you are not the fact checker. <laughs> please please stop doing that now.
1: Anyway, so is this kind of like a mixed high and low point for you then?
4: <laughs> this is kind of a mixed high and low point because I'm fucking exhausted right now.
1: <laughs> So's your internet
5: <laughs> So's my internet you guys probably can't see me
4: i have no idea what's happening with my internet right now but that's okay you can hear me in my and
5: my drunken slurry
1: okay 15, that, that sounds 16. good enough for me so uh thanks God, thanks <laughs> yeah okay. i'm gonna cut you off there because we need to go out and hurry and run off to the patron show. So that does it for this week's episode. Like I said, we're off to go to record the secret patron show that remains exclusive for our patrons for six months before it's made available to the rest of the world. If you want to hear what we're talking about, all it takes is a buck a week and you don't even have to pay that every week. God damn it. It's either that or you have to make do with the old ass episodes until your YouTube or podcast feed catches up at utahoutcast.com. Those that join us beyond the veil, uh by going to patreon.com slash utah Outcast. I have many options available to them like the lds church we have uh greater rewards for those that are more devout <laughs> to the utah outcasts just go check it out it'll all make sense we're still setting up a uh uh let's see we're still setting up to do a record and de- to record sorry god damn it i can't speak tonight to record an in-depth ray comfort episode soon and we'll be lampooning the atheist delusion as well also, keep in mind, you can reach us at any time through our social media empire, through comments on YouTube, voicemail, text, and email. Uh, thanks to Felicia and Kyle for joining me once again this week, but sadly, this is the part where we must say to y'all that the Outcast will catch you again next week with a brand new episode, but until then, you're welcome. On me.
8: Yeah, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. In the beginning were natural causes A big bang and some physical processes Until one species evolved this tendency to anthropomorphize objects It was a clever little hominid And other clever little hominids often surrounded it So it had to have a working definition of a person A thing with intentions, a rock is different Predictable, it sits on the ground till you pick it up and throw it You can't hurt it or owe it a favor or a debt And if you did it wouldn't know it A person though, can really punish you Chew you up and spit you out when they're done with you Coming at you with a gift or an arrow Overlook a person at your peril. So the hominids started to err on the side of finding persons everywhere in the rivers and the rains and the air. You can't see them, but they are there. God of the gaps, I claim all that people can't explain. For my glory, my fame, I don't need a name. God of the gaps, I was thirsty. God did it Now the clever little hominid. Had good luck and thanked the gods for a lot of it The gods had personal attributes Genders, residences, attitudes Our father who art in heaven Gets pissed off whenever the bread's leavened The gods were jealous, they gave commands And had superpowers like Superman's Now the clever little hominid Had a complex mind and religion was a part of it But another part of it was inquisitive And had a thing for physical evidence Over time it developed a skill set: Inductive reasoning it couldn't help it Everywhere the gods were thought to inhabit On investigation turned out to be not magic God of the gaps I claim All that people can't explain For that glory, thy fame I don't believe a name God of the gaps I was thirsty For answers and you nursed me My questions, God did it I say God did it Now the clever little hominid Invented the scientific method and flaunted it In the face of religious dogmatists We can explain what you thought the gods did The scientific method was wild No supernatural causes allowed And yeah it really did make sense of a lot But there were still a few gaps left for the gods what came before the Big Bang? How did the first living thing get made? And why is almost everyone alive so religious? That's gotta be divine interventionist. But like a baby in the bath with a running tap, those gaps are filling up fast. So what you gonna do? Shut off the faucet or find a new gap for God with no conflict? God of the gaps, I claim all that people can't explain for that glory, that fame, I don't need. The gaps I was thirsty for answers and you nursed me. My questions, God get it. I said, God did it. God of the gaps I claim all that people can't explain. For thy glory, thy fame, I don't need that. name. God of the gaps I was thirsty for answers and you nursed me. My questions, God get it. I say, God did it public service announcement find a place for your beliefs that fits the facts cuz you can't deny the facts forever
4: oh 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 i was i was going to share i was going to share things with you guys um so my 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 doctor who panel yeah so i broke my doctor who panel within the last 5 minutes based off an audience question that i knew was coming which was based off of the doctor who theme park that they're building in, in the UK. Mm. And the I, knew the, I knew I knew the question was coming about the theme park. So they asked about, uh, what ride we want most. <laughs> so as soon as that question came out, I was right there, broke the panel by saying captain Jack, the ride.
2: <laughs> captain jack hartness
4: <laughs> yes captain jack the ride and yes. the, the panel stopped right there because nobody could speak <laughs>
1: that is one of those moments like you're gonna well, die was, thinking of that moment
4: <laughs> it was it was being it was being moderated by rebecca frost so she kind of ended the panel by going okay
1: like leaning away from oh, the mic.
4: Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so, I I think we're.
1: <sighs> she did a taze on day
4: <laughs> Chocolate rain. I was, I was so proud of myself.
3: That that's a good one.
4: That's that's exactly that was, correct. That, was, that is that exactly good. correct.
3: Yes, Ooh. Captain Jack,
0: the ride. All around the world, poverty is stealing choices from kids. It's time to give those choices back. Introducing Chosen, World Vision's new invitation to sponsorship. For the first time, kids have the power to choose their own sponsors. Now the choice is theirs. The choice to take hold of their future. And even the choice to step into a life-changing relationship with you. Learn more at worldvision.org slash chosen.
6: 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh,
0: that's a cheer we used to do in softball.